Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features, they are free. So enjoy those on us again, freetalklive.com. Anything goes here, so you take control. In the meantime, we'll tell you things, uh, tell you about things that inter- are uh, interesting to us. And I want to start by talking about today's events in Concord, New Hampshire. Uh, as you may know, last night on the program, very end of the show, I talked about how I was going to be going to Concord today to attend the so-called trial of Kat Canning. She is one of the uh, publishers of the New Hampshire Free Press, formerly known as the Keen Free Press, now being distributed uh, further and wider across the state of New Hampshire. And it's a, a great little publication that has a real hardcore liberty bent. And uh, I happen to be a personal fan of both Kat and her husband, Russell. Same here. Now, uh, Kat was arrested last Friday as she was attempting to attend the trial of Lauren Canario, yet another uh, great activist here in the southwest region of uh, New Hampshire. And she was attempting to attend the trial. She was arrested for the same charges that Lauren was originally arrested on, and that is, as I understand it, if I, if I recall correctly, failure to appear. Well, what was she failing, uh, failing to appear for? Well, they had sent her this demand that she appear before their court to answer for not paying a $125 fine. Well, what was she fined for? She was fined because she went into an IRS office and stood, or excuse me, Cat sat while Lauren stood, and Cat was holding a sign. Cat had a sign. The sign said the taxation funds torture. Yes. And Lauren Canario was wearing a V for vendetta mask. That is correct. Or if you listen to the prosecutor in today's trial for Cat, it was a mask with a V on it. He had no idea well, what he was talking about. Okay. Anyway, so I uh, was in the uh, the courtroom today. Everybody's they, allowed mistakes, you know. So Kat, uh, you know, she was arrested originally for a protest in the IRS office. She wasn't in anybody's way. Of course, that's what the state people were trying to claim, was that she was getting in the way of people doing business. Yeah, the, the, the crowds that were in the, uh, the, the, <laughs> the, the, the IRS, IRS office. The IRS office. Apparently, there was one man there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he was not touched or obstructed in any way. Nope. Perhaps he was somewhat disturbed. I think, you know, seeing a person come in with a mask on might be disturbing, but... You know, she didn't have a gun. She wasn't robbing the place or anything like that. Right. Well, that man did not, whoever he was, did not testify. He did not file trial. a complaint. Right. So they arrested these ladies for doing nothing, and they gave them this, these fines for doing nothing. And, of course, these are the types of people, these wonderful non-cooperative activists, these are the types of people who, if you give them a fine and they haven't harmed anybody, property has not been destroyed, they're not going to pay it. So that's what happened. They didn't pay the fine. As a result, a trial was scheduled for non-payment of the fine. They never showed up. As a result of that, a warrant was issued, and they were both arrested. So that's why Kat was in court today on these uh, failure-to-appear charges. So, as I mentioned yesterday, the trial was originally scheduled for 1.30 in the afternoon. Now, last week, about 26 or so activists... Liberty activists from here in New Hampshire showed up at Lauren's trial. And it was an interesting uh, time. We talked uh, in quite a bit of detail about it on this program earlier. Not tonight, but in the past few days. And the demeanor, the atmosphere in the courtroom was very different this time. uh, Different than it's ever been. There were so many of the Liberty activists there, it completely changed the entire situation. 
people were laughing out loud at the bureaucrats and the uh, the entire procedure. You're talking about the last time. Yeah, the, when you were there. Yes. And it, I mean, it was just amazing watching it all happen. People were just calling out questions to Lauren across the bar or whatever you call the little barrier that you're not supposed to cross if you're not in court that day. And so just the way things were, were operating were very interesting. At Lauren's trial, there was probably a ten – there were probably at least ten guys in suits – Sort of these guard people that you know they're armed, but they're not really showing their peace. Those kind of guys, like the court guys that look real stern. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Maybe you've never been to court. but uh, They look like Secret Service agents. Yeah, but, yeah I don't know a better way to describe them than that. It's a great way to describe them. And I'm sure that's what they would like to be described as. <laughs> yeah. So I think they might be U.S. Um, marshals or court cops or something. So anyway, uh, there were a lot of cops everywhere. And you could tell that they made an effort last time to try to turn out as many bureaucrats in the courtroom as there were um, liberty activists. And they actually did a pretty good job. It seemed like they pulled every single bureaucrat from the entire courthouse. Yeah, the whole place was empty. The one courtroom. Uh, I don't know what the deal is with that. They're just trying to not be outnumbered, I suppose. Well, today they were outnumbered. Today things changed. There were some differences. One of the primary reasons beyond wanting to support CAT for my attendance today was to observe what they would do differently. Because they, last week on Friday at Lawrence trial was the first time they'd ever experienced that many activists in one of their courtrooms. It was a record. And so one could say, well, it caught them off guard. They didn't know what to expect. They didn't know how to handle it. So today, what did they do differently? Well, since neither well, of you... I've been, I've been asking you yeah. uh, throughout the day, and you won't tell me, so I'm very interested. Well, since neither of you were there, unfortunately, I will recount for you. But first, we should tell you what they tried to pull, the slimy crap the feds tried to pull. They tried to change Kat's trial. See? The idea was, well, let's have the trial a day early and not tell anybody about it, because, you know, it's a public trial and everything, but apparently the public has to call every single day, every hour, to make sure they haven't rescheduled the trial. So they pulled Kat out of the jail yesterday... And tried to put her on trial. The prosecution went through its entire uh, spiel, which was most likely exactly the same as what we saw during Lauren's trial, where they called, because again, they were both arrested on the same occasion, where they would call multiple cops, and the cops would tell the same, essentially the same version of their story. So that all happened yesterday. Then it went to the defense, where Kat was then allowed to call her own witnesses, and Kat very brilliantly called Lauren as her witness. And, of course, the government wasn't prepared for that. Right. So they and, you know, to, to keep up their whole pretense of this whole thing, which, you know, that's all it is. She's going to yeah. get whatever she's going to get. And she did. She got a mirror image of uh, what uh, Lauren got as far as sentencing. Yep. So it's proof. It's proof. But they have to let her call her witness. Sure, so, it's the show trial. Yeah, it's, it, that's all it is. It's a show. So, so she threw a wrench into Court their plans. Theater. They would they would have had it all done and over with if Kat had just sat there and rested uh, her case or whatever. They would have had it all done and over with yesterday. But since she called Lauren and since bureaucracy is so incredibly slow, it's not as though they could just rush out and go pick up Lauren from jail and bring her back. I'm sure there's paperwork that had to be filed and all kinds of rigmarole to go through in order to make that happen. Oh, I forgot that she was still yeah she was still in jail. I'm surprised they right. couldn't couldn't just wouldn't just send one of those guys in suits to go get her. Go well, that would take now. time either way. I mean, that they, they would have to go to Winchester to get her or something like that. 
and they would have to go to wherever Lauren was if she wasn't in jail to get her. No, but I mean, if she wasn't, since she was in jail, I'm surprised they didn't just go get her and bring her back. You would think they could, right? But certainly there's got to be paperwork involved here. We've got to get bureaucrats to interact with other bureaucrats, and these things take time, Mark. So they weren't able, for whatever reason, to bring Lauren in yesterday, and so they had to reschedule the trial to finish the trial this morning at 10 o'clock. Now, originally it was supposed to be at 1.30, so again, you can see how they're just jumping everything all around to try to make it as difficult as possible for the activists to attend. That's my uh, supposition. That's what I believe to be the case. Because they don't like it when all of us are in their courtroom. Oh, I'm sure that's true. Right. It, it ruins their little aura of legitimacy because people, people like us are laughing at them. I mean, even though they are dangerous men and women that have a monopoly over coer- the coercive use of force, they deserve to be laughed at because it's one of the most powerful weapons we have against them. We can't use violence. We know that much. But if we can get people to laugh at how absurd these people are and how ludicrous they they can be, then they won't be taken seriously. And that damages their little legitimacy aura, which is a very important uh, step in what I think is going on here. So now we go to 10 a.m. this morning when they had rescheduled the trial for. uh, And amazingly, 26 people showed up this morning at 10 a.m. with very short notice. I mean, the, the messages were going out yesterday afternoon about the changes to the trial date. So with less than 24 hours notice, 25 people, 25 activists showed up this morning at 10 a.m. I thought that, I thought that on its own was pretty amazing. And it really just goes to show that maybe last year we would have had 10 people. This year we had 25. So it's the, the, the amount of people that we have coming into New Hampshire, free staters, other liberty lovers coming here, getting active, the, the, the pool of activists has expanded greatly, and we can now easily get 20, 25 people to show up on a short notice event as opposed to, you know, 5 or 10, which is what it was a year ago. So things are getting pretty interesting. Of course, we'll have to tell you about what it was like when we actually went inside the courthouse here in moments. It's Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything via the toll-free number 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And travel less and meet online. Try WebEx free. Go to WebEx.com, enter the promo code 600, start your free trial of WebEx. That's WebEx, W-E-B-E-X.com. Promo code is 600, and that allows you to start your free trial of WebEx today. All right, so we continue here with a a recounting of what happened in uh, this morning's federal court trial for Kat Canning. She's the publisher of the New Hampshire Free Press on trial for a so-called failure-to-appear charge in regards to her being arrested for a protest, a a silent protest, mind you, in an IRS office over a year ago. Over 25 people, 25 liberty-loving activists showed up in court this morning, even after the scummy feds tried to change the time of the trial without telling anybody about it. That alone is pretty awful, but still we managed to pull out an incredible turnout for it being such short notice. So a lot of people showed up this time, but what was different between this and last week's trial that we told you about with Lauren Canario? Well, number one, when I went inside the uh, the federal court in the, in the front doors, I went inside the front door. The first thing you see there is the security set up with probably six guards, six armed guards, and the uh, you know the metal detector gig. 
So I went through there. As I approached the metal detector, the uh, the guard holding out the little dog bowl or whatever that you put all the, your, your stuff in. <laughs> That's what it looks like. It does it look does like a dog look bowl. It does look like a dog bowl. The, the guy holding out the dog bowl said, you're going to have to remove your belt. I said, well, that's funny. I, I didn't say this out loud, but I didn't have to remove my belt before on Friday. And, you know, that's that's one thing that I really hate about uh, the government. It's it, arbitrary. It, it, it's arbitrary. It's just arbitrary. Whatever bureaucrat happens to be there, you know, the rule yeah. is you got to take your belt off. And your shoes, jerk. You know, if you don't like it, then they're going to have you stripped down to your underpants if they feel like it. Well, I think one of the reasons this might have been going on was because there was some discussion about sneaking recording devices into the court on the NHFree.com forum, and so we know they monitor the forums. So they probably read all that, and they figured they'd crack down on it, uh, crack down on people coming in. That's my presumption. But so the guy, the guy demands that I take the belt off, and I say, I'm not going to do that. And he looked straight at me, and he said, well, you're not getting into the court. All right, fine. I'll take the damn belt off. So I took the belt off, uh, tried to walk through. They asked me if I had anything in my pockets. I uh, patted my pockets and uh, shrugged my shoulders and walked right on through. And, it, of course, the, uh, the detector beeped, and so they brought out the wand and started going all over me. And I'd forgotten I'd, I left a key in my uh, one of my pockets, so I gave them that. I put that back. They started wanding me again. I went back through. Beeps a whole bunch. So they wanted me again, and, oh, you know what? I forgot about the voice recorder I'd left in my other pocket. So I had to, unfortunately, they, you know, they found that, and I'd forgotten about that, so I'd put that in the dog I don't bowl. believe you for a second. Anyway, so after that, oh, yeah, and I had to take off my shoes, too. So it was like, really, it was like being at the airport. Uh, it was just incredible level of scrutiny. Nobody had to take off their shoes Last time, on Friday. Also, a bottle of water. I was allowed to have a bottle of water on Friday. This time, nope, can't have that. So the rules completely changed about what, it, what was required in order to get into the court. So after I'd gotten through the security screening procedure and gotten my stuff back, uh, or most of it, you have to leave the electronic devices at the, the front there, I started asking questions of the bureaucrats in regards to, oh, you know, the freedom of speech and the freedom of the press, that pesky founding document of theirs that they claim is so important, Amendment 1 and the uh, the right to free press. Yeah. Asked them about that, and you know what? They didn't want to answer my questions. I asked them if they swore an oath. I targeted one of them and specifically asked him, excuse me, sir, did you swear an oath to uphold the Constitution? I'd rather not talk to you. And they were all very, most of them were either uh, silent or very rude. So their demeanor had, had very much changed from Friday where they were just average, slow bureaucrats on Friday. Now they were just mean. And they were doing all kinds of things, micromanaging people. We were standing there waiting for some other people to, to get through the screening because we didn't want, to, want them to be down there alone. So we were standing there on the other side waiting for them. And one of the guys, uh, Mike from California, was standing sort of up on the first couple stairs in the stairwell. And he kind of had his leg, I guess, cocked out in front of him a little bit. Just a comfortable way to stand, basically. And one of the guys yelled at him that he was blocking the stairwell. 
Hmm. And he needed to stop blocking the stairwell. It was quite clear the stairwell, right? It was quite clear the stairwell was not being blocked in any way, shape, or form. It was plenty wide enough for at least two people to walk up without getting in the uh, the way of Mike's leg. But it was just that kind of uh, atmosphere where they were shouting, barking as many orders as they possibly could in order to get us to comply with as much as we would comply with in order to continue on to the courtroom that we wanted to go. You sort of have to do it in order to get what you want, and that's how they that's how they work at the airport. That's how they work here. I mean. So much for freedom of not being searched. So much for the right. freedom of, be, of the press. You do what we say in these areas. Uh, I was threatened at one point as I was uh, asking questions, as I mentioned about the, the First Amendment freedom of the press. I said, well, is there freedom of the press in this building? Of course, they did not want to answer. They did not want to answer, give any responsive sorts of answers to my questions because obviously the answer is no and they can't possibly say no, right? So when I was asking that, one of these uh, guard bureaucrats then began threatening me. He suggested that, well, we just caught you trying to sneak in with a recording device, and I suggest you not press your luck. Or something like that. That was to paraphrase essentially what he said. Or what? And he said, mm-hmm. uh, and he said do you understand me? And I said, no, I don't understand. What do you mean by recording device? <sighs> and we walked away uh, at that point. So just a quick tip. When a government bureaucrat asks you if you understand there's no reason to tell him that you understand unless you, for whatever reason, feel like you want to. Uh, it's in fact if you really want to instigate him, you just kind of make, uh, you know, like retarded guy voices. I know. <laughs> Which isn't very nice. I mean, you know. The, you know. <laughs> that's, a, that's a neat idea. We'll have to, Some people, maybe, you know, maybe talk we'll, like that and they can't help it. Maybe we'll try that one next time, Mark. Next time we're going through. But it's a good way to instigate somebody, <laughs> I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, that way you could come up to the, the checkpoint. They're telling you to remove your belt. What you you know, he's just like absolutely acting, so you have no idea what they're saying. <laughs> no hablo inglés. Well, anyway, so the threats, uh, we moved on away from the threatening men with the guns down there and went upstairs and went into the, the courtroom. And as I said, over 25 people attended today. The trial was different. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, there was maybe a couple of guards in there this time, as opposed to 12 of them, as there were on Friday. So clearly they didn't think that anybody was going to pull out any weapons or jump over the fence and or the barrister or whatever you call it and attack people. They, uh, I guess they, they figured our threat level was a little bit lower today. Also, they did not try to pack the courtroom with as many bureaucrats this time. Perhaps there were other trials going on at the same time since it was in the morning. I'm not sure what the reason for this was, but we, dub- we had double... Double the number of the bureaucrats this time. It was 25 or 26 uh, liberty activists versus about a dozen to 13 bureaucrats. So we won that one uh, this time. And the actual trial, Kat called Lauren, of course, as her witness. And the the questioning phase was interesting. Uh, As I mentioned earlier, the prosecutor didn't even know what a V mask was. He thought it was a mask with a letter V uh, written on the front of it. So this guy was just totally clueless. But to his credit, at least he didn't end the trial by begging the judge to give the maximum sentence to send a message. This trial, or at the end of this particular trial, he just said, we'll leave it in your hands. So it was a very, very short kind of closing thing from him, whereas the last prosecutor was essentially begging the judge to uh, crack sentence, down. Though. Same sentence, yep. Judge obviously didn't think about it. It was as soon as the trial was over, he handed down the verdict of 15 days in federal prison for... Well, not showing up at one of their trials. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. (laughs) 
This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number, 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com, and those features include the bulletin board system, the Shrine of Female Listeners, the updates. We give it all away, and so enjoy it all on us at freetalklive.com. Dot com. SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It is really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful. They record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy, so your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com. That's SACL CAI. Good now, folks there, too. Yes, indeed. The best. Oh, so we continue discussing what happened this morning in federal court in Concord, New Hampshire, as a, a member of the Free State Project, Cat uh, Canning, was put on trial on some nonsense charge of failure to appear on some issue about getting a $125 fine for silently protesting inside an IRS office. And talked about some of the key differences, uh, the security crackdown that occurred today. Uh, the Though, interestingly, there was less security in the actual courtroom. Perhaps that's because they felt more secure because of what they were doing at the front door. Not sure what their reasoning was. Uh, but a bunch of people showed up, even though they tried to sneakily reschedule the trial on us. Uh, over 25 people were there, which is far more than we could have expected if it was just a year ago. I really wonder what things are going to be like a year from now. Will we have 50 people? Will it be up to 70 people? If there's 50 people in that courtroom, it would be packed. So, uh, so during the trial, Kat Canning from the New Hampshire Free Press was on trial. She called up Lauren Canario, yet another activist here uh, from New Hampshire, and during the during the questioning, Kat asked a series of questions that that led to an interesting conclusion, and that was that earlier the government people had been trying to make the case that the fact that Kat and uh, and Lauren were in this particular IRS office, which is a relatively small IRS office, there's room enough for a couple of chairs and a little L-shaped countertop. And Cat was in one of the chairs. Lauren was standing sort of in the corner of the L-shaped countertop. There was still enough room for customers to come in and do their business with the IRS. But the government was trying to make the case that the women were actually in uh, – they were getting in the way of the customers. That obstructing. They, yeah. uh, they were obstructing business from being performed, which is, of course, nonsense. I was actually there, so I saw exactly what the situation was like. And so Kat asked some questions that Lauren pointed out, allowed Lauren to point out that everything would have been fine had they been left alone. If they had been left alone, they would have been in the office for 20 minutes, maybe a half an hour, something like that, and then they would have left on their own. And during that time, people would have been able to come and go, no problem, because it was a silent protest. It wasn't as though they were in there chanting, linking themselves together, running through the office. No padlocks to the, right. uh, you know, the teller window or whatever. Right. So it was totally silent, totally peaceful. And Lauren pointed out that the fact that there were three or five cops in there, in addition to the two protesters, was really what was got, getting in the way of customers. When the room was full with police, there's no way that anybody that came up to get a tax form or something like that would have been able to successfully do so. So if anything, it was the police response to this silent protest that caused the problems the police themselves were complaining about. Kind of an interesting approach. Of course, it didn't. none of it all mattered to the judge. No, not, it, I mean, that, that's the thing. Is, is you could say whatever you want, right. and they're, gonna do, they're <laughs> going to find you guilty. Yeah. 
So uh, at one point, the president of the New Hampshire Underground, uh, William, yelled out in the court that Cat is a uh, oh what were the, what was the term he used? Cat's a nice lady or something like that. So they really didn't nice. throw they didn't throw him in jail. No, they didn't. Because considering he's seven seven I'm, years old, I yeah. suppose that they uh they they gave him some leniency, but. Right. Uh, I'm surprised. Still, still remains somewhat surprised. So they sentenced her to the same as Lauren, 15 days in the federal prison, which is, I guess, the county jails that they just kind of use temporarily. And that's that. That was it. We all filed out of there, went across the street, had some breakfast at the little restaurant, hung out, chatted with one another for a while, and then went outside and continued to. Uh, we did a protest, which is originally was scheduled for noon. Uh, the protest was. The protest was continued uh, to be scheduled at noon, even though they'd changed the trial to earlier in the day. So we hung out until then, and then we went and did that. And there was a little bit of a development that actually occurred at that point. Unfortunately, I was only there for half of it. At one point, there was a police van that pulled out from the uh, the federal courthouse, and of course, we thought it was our friends Lauren and Cat. And so we're trying to get a look inside the van to see if it was if it was them. And Dave Ridley from RidleyReport.com actually went up behind the van with his video camera, pointed the camera in the back, the sort of the darkened back window of the van, and was asking if if Lauren and Cat were in there. He's a man without fear. He re- that's exactly what I thought when I saw this he happening. Is. We're all standing on the side of the road, and I thought, wow, I mean, Dave is fearless, especially when I saw the jackboots get out from the passenger side of the van and start walking toward the back of the van. We're all yelling to Dave, look out there. You know, they're coming your way. Dave managed to manages to pan his camera around just in time to see, I think it was a sheriff. I guess it's the sheriffs that uh, that transfer the prisoners here in New Hampshire, one of the, the brown-clad sheriffs came out and yelled at Dave and pointed at him and, you know, tried to scare him away from the back. You need to get out of here! Get away from the back of the van! Or something to that effect. You know, Dave backed off because he's respectful like that. And then later, apparently what happened, and that, there's footage of that over at uh, freekeen.com. I posted the Ridley report there uh, just moments before the show. Then later, the part that I missed was uh, one of the ladies that was in attendance got into it with a cop who apparently had come up to demand a, a, a protesting permit from the group of people <laughs> Boy, there. Did they, uh, to go after the wrong folks. <laughs> oh, yeah, they sure did. And so apparently Dave got oodles of footage of that. And I was uh, away, away across the street, uh, way down the street, so I did not even know that was uh, happening at the time. And ironically, I was going to get my camera as that was going down. But luckily, Dave was there with his camera. So that footage will be available over at RidleyReport.com later, as you can see exactly how the cops were treating the protesters and how the protesters responded to that treatment. Very interesting day. Lots of stuff occurred, and it was a tremendous turnout. I think overall, I mean, except for the fact that our friend was put in jail for 15 days, overall, this is a very positive trend for what is happening here in New Hampshire. And now that you guys have heard me spiel here on this for 45 minutes or 40 minutes, uh, I would love to have your thoughts. You know, I, um, I, I'm of the opinion that... Uh, we we need to have a, a you know civil disobedience crowd doing stuff in order to to push things along. I don't know what kind of effect this is going to have. I just don't. I you know I I see that there's some changes in how the uh, bureaucrats are reacting to it. I don't know if that means anything. Um, I think that what you'll find at some point they'll they'll try different the different tacks of cracking down and uh, ignoring you D- different tacts along that line and and you know they're not going to know what to do but is it going to bring the total dissolution of the state or even them entirely leaving you alone I don't think so 
So you're talking about as far as the state's reaction is concerned. I see where you're coming from, and I agree with you there. It's unpredictable what the state people, the government people, are going to do here. But I think that you can say for sure that this kind of activism being publicized here on Free Talk Live, over at RidleyReport.com, the New Hampshire Free Press, and all the sort of the media outlets that we have, Free Minds TV, Free Minds Radio, also talking about these things, getting this message out there of the activism, We'll definitely have the, uh, the, I guess, the response of people coming here sooner. I was talking with Dave, or uh, Dale, rather, from AnarchyInYourHead.com, a comic strip that's now originating here in New Hampshire. Uh, we had carpooled on the way and was talking to him about, you know, the idea that Dale and I both came here to New Hampshire when we did, and in a rush, the way we did, getting here, trying to get here as soon as possible, because of what people like Lauren and Kat and, and Russell were doing, all on their lonesome. I mean, at the time, back in 2005 or, or 2004, I think it was really 2005 was when the, the civil disobedience sort of started here in New Hampshire. At that time, there was hardly anybody here as far as early movers are concerned and for the Free State Project. A lot of people will um, you know, lay blame on uh, the you know Russell and uh, Lauren for people not signing up for the Free State Project because of uh, you it's know too their, their their antics. Yeah. But you know I, for one, I don't think it matters. I mean, what, why does what a couple of people are doing in the state have anything to do with I you running know. for office? We can if talk that's about what that your concern is. But. You know, I, I think it also got people to move, which is a good thing. Your thoughts here, and Nick, you're coming up as well at 800-259-9231. Uh, if you were out there today, would love to hear from you. I'm sure I left some details out, so please fill us in if you feel like it. 1-800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. It is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And if you like the show want to help support Free Talk Live, tonight is the last night, the last remaining few hours, that you can go and nominate Free Talk Live in the podcast awards competition. So it's the nomination phase. It ends at midnight tonight, and I think it's midnight Eastern time, but it might be midnight Pacific time, so I can't really tell you for sure how many hours are left, but you're in the remaining hours. So please go to podcastawards.com, and under the political category, which eh, it's not the best category for us, but it's as good as it gets, uh, go ahead and nominate Free Talk Live. And it would be much appreciated if you would do that. I think most people think what we talk about is politics, you know. Like it, but it's, it's not. It's, it's not, not politics, politics in the sense that you don't talk about pol- that we don't talk about politicians. Right. However, when we you talk, talk about, about issues, when you talk about issues, and we come at it from a specific uh, viewpoint, you know, if you look at the broader definition of what politics is, not the sort of uh, what is you the know, broader legis- definition legislation, um, you know, legislative uh, sort of aspect, but it's not politics in the way that anyone in popular culture thinks of politics. So I, I just, just, it's just not a good term. But hey, well, that's what we're going to take because that's the category we've been in for the last several years. So please go to podcastawards.com and nominate Free Talk Live in the po- uh, the politics category. You've got till the end of the night tonight to do it. Uh, yes, and we're doing okay in the votes, right, Mark? We're probably going to make it through on the votes, so probably don't need We're that. doing okay in votes. Uh, we can sure use, if you have an account at dig.com, uh, please go to the podcast section uh, and uh, nominate Free Talk Live. I believe we're on the fourth page, uh, you know, down. But, you know, it's mostly techie podcasts in there. Yeah. 
but we are in the news in the news talk uh, another category, category that doesn't re- well, no it's the news category not news talk it's okay. just news news and category another category that doesn't really fit free talk live I mean we talk about some news we, we, we but talk if, about news stories if you're looking for the latest in the news this right. is not the place this to isn't turn. the place to come either you know it's not just live headline news it's not that but. You know, it's kind of newsy. It's, it's better we're, than politics. We're I still guess. number two yeah. to a podcast or to a show that has been <laughs> off the air for almost two years now. The, no, the, it's about a year and a half. Pin Gillette. It's a great show. I don't want to say it's not. However, it's rather dated. You yeah. know, <laughs> so we should be five more digs, and we'll be above we'll, we'll Pin Gillette. And we maybe he'll come be. on our show then. Maybe that's what he's waiting for till we can pass him on the uh, the dig podcast rankings to come on Free Talk Live do an interview. Yeah, maybe not. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, uh, so you can go to dig.freetalklive.com to dig us there. That's D-I-G-G dot freetalklive.com. As we go to Dave in Ohio, Dave, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Dave in Ohio, listening to W-A-I-S. Dave? Can you hear me? You're on the air. You guys are like younger brothers, but I wanted to correct you on something. Earlier you said talk like retards. I I think I said a retarded person. I, I tried not to use that. I, I think retard's a little more def, uh, defamatory than, than a retarded person, but yeah, yeah that's why I said to me. I just want to correct you guys. Okay. Yeah, what would the correct uh, terminology be? Mentally, uh, what? Disabled? Person with a disability. Person with a disability. Okay. I, you know, I, you got to keep calling me out on that. I appreciate it, Dave. All right. Thank you, sir. For right. I do appreciate it. I, yeah, it's difficult. Mentally disabled? Person with a mental disability? It's, you know, disability certainly special covers person? a lot of things. How about um, special person? You know, and I don't want to be, and, and be defamatory towards people that, uh, you know, are retarded or whatever, you know, person with a disability, mental d- disability, whatever the terminology is. Hey, we've all got our disabilities, yeah, right? right? Nobody's perfect. Right. And, he, and Dave's made that same point. Um on the show, and I think that it's worth uh, worth talking about. But at the same time, it's it's sort of like it's true in the world. There are people that talk like that, and those people have a specific mental ish- issue. Not all people that uh, are slow or uh, mentally uh, talk that way, and not all people that talk that way are necessarily you know dumb. You know, it's I should have asked Dave what he thought about the idea. Talk. I should have asked him what he thought about the idea of trying to get someone to go into court and acting as though they are mentally disabled in that way. Mm be interesting interesting experiment social experiment uh so anyway we were talking about what happened today at the federal court there were a bunch of activists that turned out it was an incredible turnout another record i would say as far as the feds were trying to be slimy and rescheduled the trial and despite all that over 25 people turned out today and nick wanted to get your thoughts on you know if you think this is uh, some interesting activism is it effective in your opinion will it result in more people coming here or just generally your thoughts i think certainly it'll result in more people coming here uh, the fact that people are willing to stand up and actually either go to prison or really just challenge the system directly rather than going through the long bureaucratic in the system process mm-hmm. which is challenging still and no well and they're, I they're both challenging and, and i and i think it's it's interesting to see the one group and i've been in that group uh you know saying that the other group is bad because they're challenging in the wrong way we'll talk about that coming up well, here in hour number it, two it does go both ways i must say that some people in the civil disobedience crowd they might not they might not make it as pointed of an attack but they many people in that crowd view any political attempt as the wrong type of activism too which i think is kind of unnecessary to say one is the right way to do it and one is not i I think they both have their place um i don't know that civil disobedience is necessarily going to 
bring the state tumbling down. I don't think it can do it on its own. Well, unless unless you have broad public support for it, you know, in the general public, not just among activists. Mm-hmm. But if you have broad public support and you have widespread noncompliance, then yeah, you at least have you can say that you have a pretty good shot of at least shutting down that government. Um, but I think that it makes the, the job the, of, the, of the political types, I think it makes it easier. I think it uh, brings issues to the forefront. I, I think it works together. It, it does. The, the only reason I can see why some of the political types are a little bit leery of it is that uh, some opponents of libertarian ideas, pro-liberty ideas, whether they're political or apolitical, uh, those people are going to label free staters or libertarians probably broadly, mm-hmm. and I've seen them do this, oh, yeah. and they're going to associate... Uh, Lauren Canario with anyone else calling themselves a libertarian or running for office uh, under that banner or with those sets of beliefs. So I can see how sometimes people are concerned, but that's going to happen anyway. I mean, whether you agree with Lauren or you don't agree with Lauren, there are going to be people in the movement who you who you definitely don't agree with. And you're going to be labeled as being in the same group right. as they and, are. And the so. group is, uh, in, in, in this state, the group is free staters. It's used disparagingly, especially mm-hmm. in the news. Um, and I think that, for one, I don't think I'm a free stater. I moved for the Free State Project, but that was two years ago. Well, yeah. I'm a granite stater. I am not a member of the Free State Project. I do not pay dues to the Free State Project. I signed an agreement with the Free State Project. Well, I signed an agreement with the uh, General <laughs> yeah. Telephone Electronic uh, Federal Credit Union back uh, 10 years ago. Am I a GTE FCUer? No. No. I, I moved for the Free State Project two years ago. I, I am not know. a free stater. If well, you haven't withdrawn your membership, you are still a free state. I'm not, it, it's not a membership. Ian. Your participancy? What, I, you are I, a participant. A, the terminology the, they use is, is signer. I thought it was participant. Signer. Okay. I'm pretty sure it was participant. I'll signer. check on that. I, I, I can, signed all kinds of stuff. I, can I am ser- not... You know, I'm not the things that I sign. <laughs> I can certainly see how you feel that way, Mark, because you have made this your home. But people from, you know, from within the state are still going to view you as an outsider. And they probably, you know what I for... think about people that move to Sarasota and drive slow in Cadillac and uh, Lincoln's and uh, Buick's Sarasota, Florida, Sarasota, Florida, yeah. where I'm from. I don't think anything nice about them either. <laughs> but the fact is they live there. They vote. They have more of an impact on what's going on politically and economically in that town than I do. I am. I am. I'm a hobo and a vagabond in my home in my the ha- town I was born in. So screw that. I'm a granite stater and I'm just as important as any other granite stater here. That's the way these states well, are set up. Just because I'm not a blue blood, been here seven generations, uh, have a king's deed uh New Hampshireite, <laughs> sorry, I'm here and my vote's just as good as yours. Well, that's certainly true and I, I believe that New Hampshire, over half the population wasn't born here. It's one of those states where you actually have – you've had so much population turnover that most people residing in the state are not originally, you know, born in the state. Yeah. So, yeah, obviously a lot of the people here calling themselves New Hampshire natives moved here 20 or 30 years ago. And so they feel that they're somehow better because they've been here marginally longer than you or well, other Well, luckily, movers. one of the best it things... It just doesn't matter. One of the best <laughs> things about this movement, to speak to that, is that the free staters that are coming in here, the, the uh, participants or the signers of the Free State Project that are coming in here... The are, terminology I ...are use. getting the New Hampshire natives excited. People like you, Nick, uh, and other people that have lived here for almost all their lives, if not their entire lives, and have seen liberty just slipping away over time. They're getting jazzed about having all these reinforcements, if you will, coming in 
here. And so what we're seeing is a number of New Hampshire natives are stepping up, and they're getting active in, a, in very similar ways as the incoming free stater. So really what it's becoming is a, a burgeoning liberty movement, not a free stater movement. It's just a general liberty movement, because when you've got somebody like Nick Ryder from the Ryder Report mm-hmm. uh, going out and doing civil disobedience, Born he's, a, he's a New Hampshire native. Mm-hmm. What do you say to that? Those of you who are uh, critics of the Free Staters. If you are the uh, Concord Monitor, you say they are affiliated with the Free State Project. (laughs) That's what you say. You smear. You paint with a broad brush. And that's fine. And you try to, you know, vilify a a group of people over the actions of a few. The fact they feel they need to smear shows that uh, we're having some effect. More on the way. Hour 2 is coming up. You ever have one of those days where everything goes right? First, I get the best parking space at work. Tonight, I have a date with a very lovely Rachel. And today, I gave a killer presentation in Sydney. Finalized the contract in London and demoed our new product in Boston. Online, from my desk, with WebEx. WebEx lets me take meetings and give presentations from my desk. I just talk to clients on the phone, and they watch what's happening on my desktop from their desktop. So I can travel the world and still be here for my date tonight with Rachel. Travel less, meet online. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radio graphic and enter promo code 600 to get a free trial and a free webcam, too. Remember that code 600 to qualify for the free webcam. WebEx, now part of Cisco and used by more than 5.5 million people every month. Give it a try, free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600. com. Free webcams available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number two of the program. You can take control of the airwaves. Toll free, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. I'm going to jump right back into your calls, but first, need to tell you about the Institute. The uh, Institute for Humane Studies, right? That's who's doing this, Mark? In conjunction with them. Well, the uh, libertarian libertarianinternships.com is where you want to go if you are currently in college or have just graduated from a college. I, I guess you're sort of have to be in that age bracket. What about late, like a senior in high school? Is that okay, do you think? Uh, give them a call and find out. Find out. Go to, go to libertarianinternships.com uh, and you'll find out that there are production internships available, print and broadcast journalism intern, uh, internships, as well as public policy internships. And they happen uh, in the spring and the summertime. They give you a, a stipend. Um, they give you a place to live. I mean, they they do the whole deal. Yeah, this is really amazing. I mean, imagine yes. the opportunity they, here. They are making it so that libertarians can get. They are trying to get libertarians in broadcast media, in print media, in uh, you know political positions. They are helping the young people of today to do this. People that are motivated to do it, get a hold of them. At, uh, what is it, Libertarian? LibertarianInternships.com, but you need to apply by November 1st because that's when they're going to be deciding about who's doing what for the summertime. Right. So get your butt in gear if you're in that age bracket. Plus, the, the, there's limited uh, positions, too. You don't, wanna, you, know, you don't want somebody to have gotten it the day before you got a hold of them. You'll so. also be given free books. Start asking questions now. You'll be given free books, including academic works on economics, history, and philosophy, uh, tuition, travel assistance, to a week-long workshop, journalism, and the free society. This is if you choose the print and broadcast journalism internships. Uh, as you mentioned, a stipend housing and travel allowance, and the, I think the networking opportunity is probably the most exciting part. I mean, beyond actually learning 
all of the stuff about you know print and broadcast journalism, you're actually meeting people that it's going to be very, very valuable to know these folks later on down the line. This is Absolutely. a great opportunity. You want a network. And, of course, if you are somebody who is a uh, Free State Project member, great great chance to talk about that with all of your classmates. Right. There's an opportunity to, uh, to get converts. Your co-interns. We continue here. In fact, we're going to announce some big news about some of the civil disobedience activism here. And I know that's uh, really upsetting some listeners, the fact that uh, we've been talking a lot about civil disobedience and non-cooperation. We'll talk about that, too. But your call's first. We go to John in Georgia. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, John. How are you doing today? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Um, I have a question um, about the, um, the events that's happening, you know, on Wall Street. Yeah. Okay. I was wondering. I mean, what would the um, what it, what all went down at 9/11 with uh, the way government tends to um, do things uh, like crises and stuff like that as a means of stealing people's liberties and freedoms? Mm-hmm. Um, my question is. Do you, do you guys b- believe that what's going on right now at Wall Street is somewhat something like that, like that type of event, but more uh, or less economic? I, I'll take that. Um, so, the, I, I, I'm of the opinion that it is it is a real crisis like the, the, that's really going on. I just think that it's being overblown a great deal by politicians. You know, I, I've got I've got friends out there, and this is a real this is a real crisis. They could have to take their big yachts and sell them off and and buy slightly smaller yachts. This is we we've got to bail them out. And you know, I think that that that, that they're taking an opportunity to take seven billion dollars from the American people and give it to rich bankers. Seven hundred billion. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Seven hundred billion dollars. <laughs> I, I, so I think that the crisis, if you want to call it a crisis, and I don't believe it to be a crisis any more than a bunch of ice cream stores going under is a crisis, a right. bunch of you know banks that have some some bad loans that. What they're what they're saying is that they that they have this whole category of loans is bad, and they're not. Only a per, small percentage of that category of loans is bad. And yeah, there's foreclosures out there. There's people that are saying that uh, they don't uh, they can't pay their uh, mortgage, so they might as well just uh, let it be foreclosed upon. How, however, the banks can do something about that. They can forgive a certain amount of those mortgages if they wish to, and collect. Uh, you know, take a loss and collect on them if they wanted to do that. Instead, you know, some of them are buying out others. And Washington Mutual made a deal with me on my adjustable rate mortgage. Well, now to to address John's concern about whether or not it was premeditated, I think that part of it was certainly premeditated. The idea of creating a central bank that was premeditated back in 1913. The idea of pumping uh, fake money, these debt notes, these Federal Reserve notes into the economy continuously, always inflating the money supply, that's premeditated. The fact that that continues to go on, certainly premeditated. These people that are running the uh, the bank, the central banking system, they must understand that the history of, the, of fiat currencies has been failure, failure after well, failure, so they know that it's going to crash someday. When is it going to crash? That's the part I, that they can't really possibly right. I, I don't know that they're engineering a crash. I don't think they are. I, think I don't think that's possible. Do I, you? No. I, well, I mean, I well, suppose no. they could really, really pump the currency right. out. Right. You could, you could, you'd, but you could kind of tell if you yeah. were really trying to crash a currency or a market. Um, but I just think they inflated for too long and the bubble's bursting. And the central bankers put a lot of faith in their ability, their own abilities to understand the market and it's a very complicated mechanism and they really don't understand it even the the best economist in the world is not going to be able to understand fully how you know how the free market operates because it's millions and billions of transactions and interactions between individual people not just big companies so it's um it's impossible to 
to predict completely what the market's going to do, and I think they just kind of screwed it up. John, you've heard from the panel. Any other thoughts? Um, just one before I go. Um, what Obama and uh, McCain, do you believe that they're just another part of the, the system, more or less, a part of the, the control matrix? They're the same. Uh, that's, I don't know if there's a control matrix, but I do know that there are well, there I mean, are people. There are a bunch of politicians out right. there that all seem to uh, want to garner uh, money and power for themselves and their friends and take yeah. it away from us. So I totally that yeah, much that I, I know. Yes, yeah. they are a part of that control matrix. Thank you for the call tonight, John. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. There are people that want to control the lives of others. They call themselves Republicans and Democrats, and they aren't that different from one well, another. And then there are other people. There are special interests out there who aren't politicians, but. They're in bed with government, so they can benefit from government sure. policies, even if those policies overall hurt the rest of us, um, like a $700 billion bailout, for instance. So, you know, it's it's not entirely just the politicians. There are special interests visible, out there. But we know who they are. Oh, yeah. 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 We don't know all the different corporations and who's running oh, them. Uh, you, can, <laughs> you can find out. If you look at who's giving campaign contributions and things like that, you, you it's, it's kind of out in the open and... It, you know, the real problem with that is just that the government has grown so big that it's involved in things like banking and the oil industry. So mm -hmm. these companies feel compelled to get involved and game the system and get the best result possible. Whereas if we didn't have the, the government involved with these things, these companies would just focus on maybe making responsible loans. Satisfying and, their customers. And drilling yeah. for oil. Let's continue and talk to Christian in New Jersey. You're on Free Talk Live. Christian. Hello. Hey, guys. You're on the air. What's on your mind? Uh, I wanted to take a moment to try and pop uh, Ian's uh, Google fanboy balloon. <laughs> okay. Oh, good. I was listening. I'm a podcast listener. Uh, yes, sir. Because unfortunately, we don't get you guys on the airwaves over here. But um, I was listening to the one last week where you were talking about the uh, barges Google's going to float with the data centers. Yeah, the, to get away from property taxes, they're going to move their yeah. uh, their servers, their computer servers, out into the middle of the ocean. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the discussion went to a point where you were talking about how awesome they were, and I think Mark claimed that you were a fanboy. So I wanted to uh, disappoint you uh, by describing how they, in fact, are not completely against intellectual property. You know how they release all this software for free and it's all great? Okay. The core of their business is actually aggressively protecting their intellectual property, which is their search engine algorithms. They are I would so think the core of their business is uh, advertising, but I see where you're coming from. Yeah, well, I'm a, I'm a web developer, so it's, yeah. it's a constant uh, a constant uh, question about how they do this, how they do that. Mm -hmm. they, their, their search engine algorithms are so revolutionary, there are whole college classes that study them, and they refuse to release those algorithms. They're extremely protective of that. And, well, and even their, their advertising system, they will not release the source code for how they go about judging... Uh, how to how to match people up with with ads. that's that's proprietary information, not intellectual property. Business um, in, the same, in the same way that uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken makes a big deal out of its seven, uh, its thirteen herbs and spices and or whatever in the original recipe. Pardon me if I don't know how many original um, you know, <laughs> herbs and spices there are in original recipe. But it, you know the same way they protect that, they should uh, um, protect their own proprietary information. It's a good point, though, Christian. But thank you. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's a good point. But it, I don't think it's the same. Intellectual property is the right. same as proprietary Hey, if you can keep something secret, as Google or KFC have managed to do, or yeah. Coca-Cola, then all the better to you. I'm all, all in favor of keeping secrets if you can, but if it gets out into the uh, the, the Internet, then you can't get that cat back in the bag. No way. This is Free Talk. 
Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. That's 800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free. They include the archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, just click and download. Right there on the front page of the website for your downloading convenience at freetalklive.com. And you want to easily update the look of those old cabinets or that old set of drawers? Well, InnerKnobs.com offers a wide variety of knobs and pulls for every taste and budget. Save 10% on your order by using the code FTL at checkout. That's InnerKnobs.com, I-N-T-E-R-K-N-O-B-S.com, or see their banner on our website, freetalklive.com. That's InnerKnobs.com. As we continue here, your calls about whatever you want will start with Stephen in Colorado. You're on Free Talk Live, Stephen. Hey there. I know you don't like to talk about um, politics much, political name-dropping and so forth, but this actually has to do with economics and specifically economic ignorance. The okay. other day, Obama said, uh, he said something like, well, I don't think that John McCain hates women <laughs> to a group of women in Florida, to a group in Florida, mostly women, I guess. And the women booed and... Um, then he said, I, I just don't think that he understands the problem that problems that women go through. That's why John McCain voted against this bill that would uh, equalize pay for women. And then the women booed again. And uh, he, he said, I don't understand why John McCain would do this. Well, now, John McCain, as you know, isn't right about much, but no. he was right in voting against this bill. Well, even a broken all, clock strikes uh, right, what, twice a day, I think? That, there you go. Yeah. Uh, unless it's a military clock, then it strikes right once a day. But um, <clears throat> but uh, anyway, he's right on two counts. First of all, constitutionally, he's right because there's nothing in the Constitution that says Congress has the any authority to to vote on pay for anybody. Well, not that that stopped um, them before. Right, and then secondly, um, uh, it, when you compare the prog- productivity in the aggregate of of men to women. Women are less productive than men, and the reason is is because women are, as you are well aware of, more likely to have kids than men. Uh, oh, and more likely to have to take care of, of them. More likely right. to have to they take care of those children. And, yeah, they stay home and take care of the kids. They take time off for pregnancy leave, and etc. That makes them uh, less valuable to employers. This is just a fact of life. Uh, and when you compare apples to apples as opposed to apples to oranges. Unmarried women with no children compared to unmarried men with no children make something on the order of 5 or 7% uh, more uh, higher income than, uh, than, the men do. Than, than the men do, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of surprised and, to hear that. Yeah, and uh, I read that in a book by Thomas Sowell. And, um, you know, when you compare apples to apples, that's what you get. You find out that actually women uh, on their own merits are actually more productive than men. But Very well, interesting. in the aggregate, when you, can, when you compare all women to all men, you find that all women are, are less productive than all men. Yeah, I found that I kind of – I mean, I, I have a soft spot for women in this area. I understand that you feel like it's going to affect your long-term career prospects. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of get that, but at the same time, I'm, I do the math the same way you do. 
you know, by and large, women have this, call a duck a duck, an illness that will sometimes take them out for uh, work for months <laughs> at a time. Um, then that years. illness would, will come back, um, you know, periodically and have to be, yeah. you know, kept out of school for whatever reason, you know, all, sure. all kinds of things that go along with it, with having children. So they're just simply not as valuable in the workplace when they have That's kids. Right. And they're the ones that generally are the caretakers of those children. Right. And, but, and if there's a bill that's passed, a federal law that says that employers shall pay women as, the same as men, then what employers are going to start doing, and maybe not the next day or even the next month or that, that very same year, but as time goes by, the employers are going to start, they're going to start being less and less likely to hire women. And what you're going to start seeing is uh, unemployment uh, among the female populace. Yep, it's uh, it's going to be tr- it's that's going to be so. You know, they're yeah. just going to be. You can't really say anything. To, then they're going to try to bring in quotas um, to to handle that. But you know, you're just dealing with a problem. The fact is, ladies, I understand the issue, but you've got to get in the workplace. You know, make a deal, make a sign a contract with your employer if it comes down to that. Get a hysterectomy. Uh, whatever it takes. You know, if if that's the issue for you, you know, say I had my kid, or you know, and now they're they're on their own, and I don't have to worry. About about them and I'm you know I'm focused on my career I think that the the ladies that are in that uh, that field can expect promotions and and get them you know work hard and you'll get what you want that's right it's not easy being a man either believe me interesting yep. and you got tonight. a call actually a, a while back uh, you got a call a few weeks back from some gal that was uh, recommending some boycott of some company because they they didn't want to pay the women as much or something like that. I, I can't remember the details now. But anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there, guys. I thank you for the call tonight. Interesting uh, discussion and enlightening, if it was accurate. 1-800-259-9231. I haven't checked any of those numbers. I find yeah. the, that one number very interesting. But but as far as one company deciding to pay women less than men for the same uh, for the same role... I mean, I can definitely see where they're coming from to say, hey, you know, I'm qualified here and I haven't I'm not pregnant now. So but it leaves the marketplace open if if, in fact, those ladies are worth more, that that particular lady is worth more. Mm-hmm. It leaves uh, the marketplace open. She can go to another company and tell That's them, true. look, you know, I'm not getting paid what I want to get paid there. And I can do this, this and this. Give me the, give me a chance. One thing's for sure. Politics and government is not the solution to the problem. And I think that it is a problem in many, many cases. I mean, certainly a lot of businesses are run by some misogynistic guys who they, they just think men are better. I'm sure there and I'm sure there are women that think women are better. And I'm sure if women that think women are better are running businesses, they're less likely to hire men or pay men equally. I'm sure it works both when, ways. When you think about some of the places that women often work, office uh, scenarios, some Sometimes uh, the nursing, you know, there's there's particular careers that seem to be more female or, oriented. Think about if they made equal pay um, laws and then made quota laws, you'd have to have men in those roles. Ladies, do you really want incompetent men working in those in your offices with you? I don't think they do. <laughs> I really don't. I mean, I, I've been shooed out of so many offices, I couldn't tell you. It's like a, a women's gym in there. So 800-259-9231, the marketplace will solve these problems, as you suggested. And if you don't like it, if you're, if you're, out, if you're out there looking for a job and you're, you're not finding that the people you're applying with uh, seem to be appreciating you, then look in another field, or better yet, go out and start your own business. Figure out a way to monetize your skills, so whatever it is that you can do best. 
Uh, whatever it is that you like, see if you can make some money off of it somehow. Figure out what product or service, what unique product or service you can bring to the marketplace that people will uh, will pay you for. That's kind of the trickiest part. I mean, whether you're a female or a male or a young person or getting up in your years, if you're still working for somebody else, start to think about that. What is it that I can do that's very unique that I could possibly make some money off of? Not right away necessarily, but maybe down the line. Otherwise, you'll just have to be somebody, you know, fill, fill in somebody else's dreams, right? Yeah. With your time. All right, 800-259-9231. We continue here. Uh, we'll take your calls about anything. Dan is on the way. And ladies, speaking of the ladies, if you dial in toll-free to 1-800-259-9231, you will come first. Because that's just the way we do things around here. 800-259-9231. Plus, coming up, big news from here in our very own Keene, New Hampshire, an update on one of the civil disobedient non-cooperative stories we talked about last week. This is great stuff. More on the way. Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You bring up whatever you want by dialing toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. If you like the show, well, you'll like our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Get interactive with the wiki with over 1,800 pages created by listeners just like you. Go to wiki.freetalklive.com. Get interactive for free. WIKI.freetalklive.com. We talk a lot about New Hampshire on this show, even though we are an internationally syndicated uh, radio program on in, you know, 40 markets or more. We talk a lot about New Hampshire because, well, it's where we live. And we moved here, Mark and I. Nick, you've lived here your whole life. But Mark and I uh, moved here a couple of years ago. Well, it's a show about, to some extent, Liberty. Now, it's a show about whatever you want to talk about, Yeah. but both of us are overriding theme. very liberty-minded individuals. Right. So that's, you know, that's, yeah, that's, that's a big theme of the program. Where's liberty happening in the world? Where's it happening in um, the United States? Well, it's Not happening in New Hampshire. We talk about, well, attacks on liberty throughout the world, yep. throughout the United States, but if, you're talking, if you want to talk about the positive things that are happening, there's not too much to po- talk about elsewhere. Here in New Hampshire, the tide is being turned, and it's being turned toward liberty by these wonderful people that have come here as part of the Free State Project. They've moved here. Hundreds of them have moved here now, and they are creating new opportunities for activism. They're building new networks. They're doing uh, amazing things in both uh, in the political realm as well as uh, in the, the market, uh, non-cooperative activism, civil disobedience, stuff that is just not going on anywhere else. Even in the political realm, stuff is happening. Happening that is not happening anywhere else. And we'll talk about that uh, sort of political uh, market dichotomy maybe here in a little bit because some controversy has bubbled up yet again over that issue. But the, if you listen to this program, you can't deny that there's some amazing things going on here in New Hampshire. But it's one thing to hear it. It's one thing to hear about it. It's one thing to watch some uh, YouTube videos at freekeen.com. And it's another thing to be here in New Hampshire and experience 
what it's like to be around hundreds of like-minded people all in the same place. Now, granted, as we're all going about our daily lives and doing our occasional activism things, like we talked about earlier, there was 25 people out today at one particular activism event. So having hundreds of people around is a little unusual, but it still gives you a good idea for the types of people that we are interacting with here on a weekly basis or on a daily basis in many cases here in New Hampshire. And what I'm talking about is one of those opportunities, and that is the Free State Project's Liberty Forum. It's coming up in early March. And we've now gone to two Liberty Forums, Mark, you and I. That sounds right. Uh, Free Free Talk Live has broadcast. There have been two, and we have been at both of them. This is true. And Free Talk Live has broadcast live from both of them. And they just keep getting better uh, year after year. Last year was great. This year, uh, just looking at the guest lineup, and I'm already blown away by some of the people that they they are having here uh, speaking at the Liberty Forum. The Liberty Forum is kind of a... um, Convention-style atmosphere. It happens at a hotel. You stay there the weekend, and there's parties, and there's dinners and lunches. It'll give you kind of a taste, to some extent, of what it's like to live in the free state. Right. There's panels. Uh, By free state, I mean, that's uh, sort of a title, however it is not, in fact, the free state. We're working on it. Because there isn't one. Uh, so you get to be around hundreds of like-minded individuals. You get to feel what it's like to not have to explain yourself to everyone you talk to. To not have to start from the beginning about the gun in the room and what liberty really means and all the sort of the basic stuff. The people that are going to come to the Liberty Forum, they get that stuff already. So you're going to have some really meaningful conversations about, well, we know where we've been. Now where can we go? What's happening now and what's coming next? All of this brainstorming and this wonderful uh, interaction and this socializing and this networking, it's going on at the Liberty Forum and you want to be there. So go to freestateproject.org slash libertyforum to learn more about it and get signed up. Grab the early bird discount. It's 199 bucks for the entire weekend. But if you use the discount code 2009FTL, all one word, 2009FTL, you'll get an extra 10% off the already low price early bird discount. And you'll find out about some of the speakers they've got lined up. John Taylor Gatto, a big name in the yeah, homeschool free education movement. Mark Stevens, our friend from Adventures in Legal Land. I will hope be those there. two are on at the same time. I'm going to Mark Stevens if uh, Gatto's on at the same time. Will Buchanan from The Walk for Liberty. Anthony Gregory from LewRockwell.com. Huge uh, pro-liberty website. And Anthony Gregory, probably one of the more prolific writers and bloggers there. So already people lining up. Adam Kokesh, uh, who's gotten rave reviews from the Iraq Veterans Against the War group. And so, so much uh, to be announced. Big names uh, like keynote speakers have yet to be announced. So we're going to find out who they are over time here. But go and get signed up now. You know it's going to be good, especially if you've been before. Go to freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. As we continue with your calls, Dan is on the line in Texas. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Nick, and Mark. Hello, Dan. Hi, I wonder what your views were on the International Property Maintenance Code. You know, somebody called about this uh, recently on the program. I don't honestly know much about it, but from what we were told, it sounds like there's some set of bureaucrats out there that's trying to impose their uh, their whatever rules they want to come up with on as many countries as possible. Is that it, it sounds like a template, a boilerplate for, well, that's what it was, a bo- for, boilerplate? for local um, politicians to use as their um, sort of you know, property maintenance code. Is, is that correct, Dan? Well, from what I gather, most of the municipalities in this country have adopted it as their, as their code, and it supersedes uh, local, state, and federal laws. And um, it's an ability to uh, seize land or to uh, to dictate any type of improvements or non-improvements. Or uh, it's just uh, it's absolutely a uh, a way of the international banking system to uh, take care of what they think is theirs. 
It's very interesting, and it's, it sort of fits in with what we're seeing all around the country as more governments become more oppressive and more rules, more arbitrary diktats handed down from on high. It doesn't really matter to me where the ideas come from. The fact is the people, whether they be federal, state, or local, want to control my life, and that's the number one thing I'm concerned with. It doesn't – I mean, I don't know what supersedes what. All I know is there are men with guns that are willing to force their way upon me, and I thank you for the call tonight, 800-259-9231. In fact, tomorrow morning, uh, some of those men with guns have demanded that I show up at their their courtroom uh, because there's a couch out in my tenant's yard. We might get, get to more about that, and we'll certainly talk more about it on tomorrow's show. But let's continue with your calls for now. Alex in New Jersey, you're on Free Talk Live on the Amp Line. Hey, guys. Hey, Alex, what's on your mind tonight? Ian, when you go to court tomorrow, I think that you should bill the court for your wasted time. Well, you know, you're talking about a fee schedule, and this is an interesting idea, the idea that when a bureaucrat approaches you and demands something from you, you're going to lose time at the very least. You may lose money, and you might even lose your life or your freedom, right? These are the things that you could lose when a bureaucrat comes into contact with you. You're never going to get anything. Yeah. (laughs) It's never going to be, hey, you won our lottery. Very unlikely. Although they do have their lotto system. And, Sometimes well. you feel lucky because they've managed to save you some of the time that you would have expected to lose to them. Um, you, would, you, spent, you lost less time to them. You lost less money to them. Yeah. But, you know, it's, you lose, it's lose, funny lose. because it's like, thank you, Master, for only whipping me twice. Pretty much. Uh, so you're, what you're asking about is a fee schedule, and it's an idea that has been proposed by certain free, act, free, free men in the, on the land style activists. I think Robert Menard from thinkfree.ca is one of the people that is, is doing this, where essentially what he does is he sends out a fee schedule to the bureaucrats. He'll send it out to like the city manager, for instance, uh, I don't know, the police chief whatever top bureaucrats there are in the area that, that he lives, and he sends them this fee schedule and basically says, look, uh, you know, I'll be happy to answer your questions. It'll cost you $500 an hour for my time. Uh, if you want to call me into your court, I'll show up, but it's going to cost you $5,000 per appearance or something like that. Basically, you run down a list of some of the things they might do. If you kidnap me and hold me in a cell or arrest or detain me, it'll cost you $50,000 per day or something like that. Now, nobody, I think, really believes they're going to get this money out of the government, uh, but it's just kind of a neat idea. The idea is to basically tell these government people, hey, my time's valuable. You can't just send me all these notices and these demands and this paperwork and stuff and expect me to to just fill it out because you sent it to me. Who the hell are you? First of all, you don't have any sort of agreement with me that says I have to fill these things out, that says I have an obligation to follow your orders. So if you want me to to look at your paperwork, then send me a $500 per page assessment fee. And I'll be happy to take a look at your paperwork. Otherwise, I'm very busy here. I know you were calling for a reason, so we'll get back to you. Hang on. 800-259-9231. I don't think anybody... I, I mean, I've never heard of it. I don't think anybody's ever actually collected on one of these fee schedules. Nonetheless, it's an interesting concept. 800-259-9231. Wouldn't it be great if you could bill the bureaucrats for wasting your time? <laughs> it's Free Talk Live. It's a good 800- idea. 800-259-9231. You take control of the airwaves. is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. The toll-free number for you, 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, then 
you can become an amplifier. Just go to amp.freetalklive.com, get on board with the program. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. It is a simple concept. We, well, to be honest with you, we just, we need your help. We need your help getting this show on more radio stations around the country and around the world, uh, getting more Internet listeners on board with the program. Because the fact is, uh, even though we have very, very little overhead, we just don't have huge and big, big amounts of dollars rolling into the show. It's just, we're a little, we're a little show. So we could use your assistance. And what the AMP program allows us to do is to take three, to, three bucks a month from a whole bunch of people, pull it all together, and then take that money and reinvest it, getting on more stations, advertising, reaching out to, uh, to more potential radio affiliates. In fact, I'll be sending out my monthly AMP update tomorrow. I send out usually at least once a month an email to all of our Free Talk Live amplifiers, letting them know kind of what's going on in the realm of uh, trying to get new affiliates on board, things like that. Sort of giving them a, a heads up on certain things that the average listener is, is unaware of, right? Because I figured they care. They're amplifying, right? And so one of the things I'll be sending out to them is a copy of our Talkers Magazine ad that we're putting out there, uh, these half-page ads that we buy in Talkers Magazine, the premier talk radio industry publication. The one that matters. Uh, But there are other industry publications that matter, and our buddy Skip Jokel is another another area that we spend money on. We spend the ant money on. Spend about 500 bucks a month on Skip. And that's really a hell of a deal. I think Skip's probably the best deal that, that we've got out there. What's Skip? Skip is like this uh, expert. He's like a talk radio expert. He is the, an advocate for right. certain shows. Yeah, he, he, he's been around. A consultant, I think, is probably the best term. He's been around for a long time. And so he's been around so long that you know a lot of the guys that are big wigs in some of the radio companies haven't even been around as, as long as Skip has. And so everybody knows Skip. So it's good that Skip likes us and that uh, we like Skip and that Skip can introduce us to important people, and more importantly, Skip can also advertise us alongside some other big shows. Uh, Free Talk Live, uh, in Skip's advertisements that he purchases for us, we appear. Our logo appears next to other shows that have been in the the radio, the talk radio business for half a decade longer than we have. Uh, shows like The Money Pit, for instance, which if you know about weekend radio, you know The Money Pit's on in like hundreds of markets. Uh, around the country, so not a small show. Cigar Dave, yet another big weekend show. So when when these program directors at the radio stations see Free Talk Live's logo next to these big name shows, it does a lot for uh, for name recognition and credibility. So just another example of some of the mon- some of the things we spend money on uh, with the AMP program. And you can get all the details and some of the other things we're spending money on and get signed up for as little as 3 bucks a month. Get access to the AMP-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. All the details at amp.freetalklive.com. As we continue here, Alex is back on the line in New Jersey. You'd asked about fee schedules, Alex, and the idea, as I explained in detail, but now briefly, is that you put bureaucrats on notice that if they send paperwork to you and they make demands of you, that you will bill them for their to- for the time that you spend complying with uh, with what they're demanding of you. That's the the concept. What were your thoughts? That's correct. I was thinking of what would what would you do if the government didn't pay and i'll tell you what i what i would do if the government didn't pay me i'd go to Seiko CII and i'd have them collect for me <laughs> yeah that's a good question would jason actually collect on a government i think he'd take your uh, i think he'd take your account just for fun <laughs> i would love to do that well that will be interesting you should give it a shot alex i don't know if you should do it down in new jersey those guys can be kind of nasty yeah. Just the New Jersey politicians are Every, just everything worse. Everything that everyone says about New Jersey being corrupt is true. It is the garbage state. 
There you go, well, Alex. It, it is on the outside. The inside is kind of nice looking, but politics is just terrible. Yeah, as soon as you get off that uh, the turnpike, I guess there's some nice areas, but man, it's like it's like you're in prison on the turnpike. You, <laughs> you, yeah. you cannot get off that thing without having to pay money to the government. Anyway, dude, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Even if you stay on it, you've got to pay money to the government. Yeah, well, that's true. Because uh, the government has sweetheart deals. You can't turn deals. around and uh, you're gonna go, got to go one way or the other. Right. The government also has sweetheart deals with the companies that have the gas stations and the, the, the food on the side of the road. So I suppose you, you could stop and try to live at one of the rest centers. Yeah, that'd be bad. Yeah, that wouldn't be good. I mean, I'm Somebody sure. would figure you out eventually. Yeah, I'm sure that's true. All right. So, uh, big news. Got to get this out here. Because people were doubting. You were doubting, as a matter of fact, Mark. Probably when we, when we talked about doubtful kind of guy. When we talked about what happened on Friday, you know, I think I got it wrong when I was talking earlier. I think Lauren's trial was Wednesday, but anyway, Friday here in Keene, New Hampshire, a bunch of activists, about a, I would say a dozen or so activists, showed up for the trial of one Nick Ryder, who is a local activist. He's a New Hampshire native. He is the man behind the Ryder Report, not to be confused with the Ridley Report. Uh, but he does some local kind of television production work here in Keene, and he does his own little uh, writer report where he can focus on news items and things like that happening. Great activist here in the area, and he works actually behind the scenes on your show, Free Minds TV, Nick, as I understand it. Uh, he he hasn't been around as much because he's pursuing his own stuff, but yeah, he's he, he pops in from time to time. He has been known to fill in when, yeah. uh, when in need. He so. certainly helps out the show. Talented guy, uh, really principled uh, dude, and he is one of the first people who's not named Russell or Cat Canning or Lauren Canario here in this area to actually stand up and say, no, I'm not going to pay your speeding ticket. In his case, it was a speeding ticket. Russell and Cat and uh, Lauren had been pulled over and harassed for other things. But Nick got a speeding ticket, probably one of the most common occurrences Amongst anyone in this country, as far as encountering a government agent, you're getting pulled over, you're getting a speeding ticket. That's got to happen the most out of any governmental contact with a police officer between cops and so-called citizens. Sure, it's this very sort of legitimate uh, sounding interaction between the state and the individual that the state manages to collect funds from. No one was harmed in the uh, speeding of this vehicle. However, the government just gained $250 or whatever it is that they got. So, you know, they figure that into their funds. That's an important line item for them. Oh, yeah. And, well, how are they using the judicial system when nobody got hurt? Well, as you say, it's something that everybody just takes for granted. And, of course, when you see somebody get busted for speeding, a lot of people have this this sort of abusive ment- this uh, abuse cycle mentality where they say, well, he deserved it. He was speeding, and that is bad, even though they're speeding. You know, they were speeding earlier in the day. Somehow, if well, you they, get caught for they, it, they, they, it's just sort of understood that people that the people speed. I speed or whatever. But when you speed, you get caught. You you pay the fine, and that's just the way it is. So when someone uh, doesn't want to pay for their the speeding ticket, then all of a sudden, some people get very upset about it. And I imagine some people are upset the of the fact that uh, Nick. Ryder went into court here in Keene on Friday, and of course, the dozen or so activists did not stand for the judge. He got up there and he very courageously took a, took a stand and said he wasn't going to pay the speeding ticket. In fact, he actually asked some, some interesting questions of the... 
uh, the ticket writing officer, the statey. Didn't you have an observation, Mark, from one of your favorite parts of uh, my favorite that? part was, uh, you know, he was, he was he was playing the prosecutor there because there's no, you know, this isn't real court; it's traffic yeah. court. Playing the prosecutor, asking the police officer questions, and he said, "Now, um, you and I are considered equals here in this uh, in this interaction, <laughs> right?" Um, and the police officer said, "Yes, yeah, well, of course. <laughs> we this is a fair court. This the judge is unbiased. You know, that's the that's the presumption that that's we have an un- unbiased." judiciary in this country and that uh, everybody's treated equally and then nick asked were you searched for weapons on your way in the officer said no No. i mean that that was it i mean that just it cut it it drove the point home look the court trusts you more than it trusts me that is not an impartial judiciary sorry he basically impeached the court at that at that point for lack of a better he did he destroyed it and so what happened at the end of his trial after he asserted to the judge that he was not going to pay the fine, the judge said, I'll take that under advisement and ended the trial. And I suggested that night on the show that that was the last we were going to hear about it and that it was going to end here. Mark, you were skeptical. You suggested that you thought that it still could come through as a guilty verdict on the speeding ticket. But for whatever reason, the judge decided he didn't want to say that in court. I suggested that because the judge didn't say guilty in court and hand down the sentence right then, that meant that they were either going to just make this go away or was going to end up being not guilty. Now, I actually predicted they would just make it go away. I I figured they would never send anything to Nick because that's what they've done in the past with some of the other activists is they just kind of just let it drop. But with Nick, this is a first, and it's a major win. He got a letter in the uh, the mail today from the Keene District Court. Judge Burke has found issued a finding of not guilty in Nick's case. I think it's great, um, and and you know I'm, I'm happy it couldn't happen to a nicer guy. I I, I don't know that it. Uh, I wouldn't read too much into it, other than it being sort of a, a bit of precedent. I don't know how useful it is, considering you, he know, the, you know as well speeding. as I do, the government is arbitrary. This is true, but he did admit speeding in the courtroom, and man, I just think this is an amazing success story, and it should be the beginning of, I'm sure, many, many more. Hour 3 is coming up. Is that exciting to you? It's Free Talk Live. Across the sands of time, from the lands of Abraham to the lands of Julius Caesar, the metals of the earth were forged into the coin of the realm. Now you can own a piece of history with affordable ancient coins from the Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine eras. Guaranteed authentic by Janus Numismatics. Transport yourself to the distant past at ZeusCoin.com. That's ZeusCoin.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. As we launch here in Hour 3, it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. And the world's largest machine gun shoot and military gun show is happening October 10th, 11th, and 12th at Knob Creek Gun Range. It's fun for the whole family with machine guns and flamethrowers for rent, helicopter rides, and 800 tables showcasing handguns, rifles, shotguns, and more. Opens at 9 a.m., $10 per person. K-N-O-B, CreekRange.com. Knob Creek If you're anywhere near Kentucky, this is worth seeing. It sounds like it, man. I've seen some of the video footage. Probably on worth Google. going if you're really a you know machine gun fan. Yeah, it'll blow your mind. I mean, the video footage is amazing. I can't even imagine seeing that in person. the The night shoot is what I'm talking about. Yeah. The, like the fin- the grand finale, basically. If, if you're going to go for that, you might as well see the rest of it. 
No doubt about it. Uh, so that's KnobCreekRange.com. As we continue here, your calls are the primary element if you dial in. Otherwise, we continue discussing things that are interesting to us. And to continue a conversation that we just barely touched on, Mark, you had touched on uh, the, the sort of the, the spat or the controversy that really only exists in the digital realm between the, the sort of the two schools of activism, if you will, here in New Hampshire. Uh, one school is sort of the standard political activism where, you know, run candidates, look at legislation, vote yay or nay, that sort of thing. But even in the realm of the poli- the politics, here in New Hampshire, at least, with all these wonderful activists coming in here as part of the Free State Project, we even started to see uh, some changes here. Things are being done differently than they're being done in other places. Uh, the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance, I think, is probably the most outstanding example of some of those things that are just happening differently. Uh, instead of uh, the Republicans and the Democrats just giving each other talking points and, and telling one another how to vote, the liberty-oriented people are going in, and they're creating their own voting recommendations. They're handing those out to the so-called representatives as they go to vote. They're grading all of the potential legislation, or most of all of the potential legislation that comes up. They're ranking all of the legislators based on how they vote on the legislation, and they come out with a, a legislator report card at the end of the year to see, you know, did your reps get an A? Are they pro-liberty, or did they get an F? And uh, many of the reps really do care about that. And they're they, starting to. More yeah. of them are starting to care because they're they're knowing and they're finding out that these liberty activists are a valuable resource to have, especially if they're running for re-election. So even in the realm of politics, there is a lot going on here in New Hampshire, and there's a whole lot to do if that's what floats your boat. But apparently there are some people that are getting upset about the fact that we've been covering civil disobedience so much recently on this program. Specifically, I would guess what we discussed earlier tonight uh, with with uh, Nick Ryder here in, in Keene refusing to pay a speeding ticket or Lauren Canario and Kat Canning going and having a silent protest in the IRS office and some of the things that have resulted from that or myself with the couch in the yard situation, which will be hopefully resolving tomorrow morning in court. The fact is, uh, this has not been the focus of all of the shows. It has not been the major focus of the show. But if it's been coming up, it has bit. been coming up because it's been happening. But it's it, it, civil disobedience is newsy. Um, a local politician running for an, a local office is not uh, nationally syndicated newsy. Do you know? There's no yeah, there's no sexy. issue in there. So if there, there's an issue involved in civil disobedience, that's sort of the the nature of it all. And I, I suppose I can I can understand why some people would you know not be interested in hearing about civil disobedience in New Hampshire. Well, it's but it's not just that. They're also upset because I come down on the political people because I after. As many years as I spent doing politics, and I've done politics, I've run outreach booths for the Libertarian Party, I've run campaigns, I've gone and, uh, you know, I've been leadership in Libertarian Party, I, I mean, I've been all over the place in the third party political realm. I find it somewhat irksome, too. What? Find what? The fact that your, I trash your attitude, on politics? Yeah, your attitude about um, politicians in general, especially here... Well, politicians uh, are disgusting, yes. Well, not, not necessarily here in New Hampshire. We're running all kinds of people. What The first thing yeah. you'll say after you listen to them, let them get through their spiel, and you'll say, well, um, I'm not really interested in politics. You know, to me, the civil disobedience side's um, very interesting. Well, they, they really didn't call to hear what you thought about, um, you know, what, what's going on about your life. They called to talk to you about what they're doing, and... 
you know, it's kind of like somebody calls in about their religion, and the first thing you'd, you'd do is jump in and say, I'm an atheist every single time. They say, God but bless I'm not you. An atheist. They say, God bless you when, I'm, when, when, they, when, they, when you sneeze, and then, oh, well, I'm an atheist. You know, but I, don't, I don't do that. I don't think it has to be interjected every single time. Yeah, I see where you're coming from, and I don't know if it is interjected every single time. However, uh, if somebody's calling in to but try to national per- politics, I'm with you. If somebody's calling in to try to tell me about how, and that, that's really what most of the calls are. Most of them. If, and- if Dennis calls in from uh, the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance and is telling us about some of the neat things they're doing over there, yeah. I find that interesting, and I always make a point of saying, "Hey, things are different here in New Hampshire. The political realm is actually having some level of an effect." I, I will stand by my statement that the non-cooperative action has greater effect in a much faster manner, in a much more effective way, in a much more uh, a better return on investment. It costs less to do non-cooperative activism. It takes less time, less money, and you get more out of it. That's those have been my observations. I don't think that the um, I think that from the same point of view that the political action doesn't do anything in the vast majority of states because there isn't enough political action. That the non-cooperation stuff doesn't do anything in the vast majority of states because there's not enough support and there's not enough non-cooperatives. Essentially, you're spitting in the in, yeah, in a thunderstorm. Yeah, but we have far fewer non-cooperative activists here in New Hampshire but than they have support. political activists. There's support. There is support for I'm non-cooperation I'm not saying it's not here. more effective. Thank in, in you, the sense, because it is more effective. Well, I, I think it's more well, effective in the sense that you can make things happen exactly. with fewer people. Well, that's effective. Who knows what those things are? Who, I mean, you, you, haven't got, you haven't got a quantifiable right. at this I, point. I mean... I, you can make the argument that the civil disobedience that's gone on up to this point hasn't actually resulted in anyone other than free staters being ignored by the authorities. Hey, you know what? I, it doesn't really matter too much to me about the rest of the sheeple as far as what they want to do. I mean, I like the idea of having those people be set free, but if what they want is to be controlled, and there are some that want to be controlled and want to be led, well, then that's their business. Now, that's not true. Earlier in the show, your excuse, when I was talking to you about let's stand up for the judge because the judge has some, done some good things in the last uh, week here, the, the, the judge locally, you said that you would, didn't want to stand up because he's still, he's still going after local people here in uh, Keene. New Hampshire yeah, people a, coming he's through. He's a violent man. Well, apparently, and then you just said just now you only care what they're doing for the free staters. Well, the fact is, no, I no no not for the free staters. Only for people that care about their liberty. That's well, the only thing I'm primarily people, interested those in. Those are the people that are coming into the court, and that's the reason why you should now stand tomorrow for I, there's this no judge. No way in hell I'm going to stand for right, that judge because you're just a stiff neck jerk. That's why. No, it's because he's the stiff neck jerk. He's the one handing down multi hundred dollar uh, fines to, to people for drinking. To whom? Uh, to various the sheeple. young people. Who cares about them? Well, who do you just said you don't I still care about, care their about people being violent toward others? I still care about that. But if you don't want your freedom, then I don't expect you need me to, to do much about you helping you get it. You need to positively reinforce people that do the right thing, and you refuse to do that. And that oh, just no, I goes told you to I show would, where you're coming from. No, I told you, Mark, that I would po- – after you mentioned that to me, I told you I would say something nice to the judge when he called me in his little How court How big tomorrow. of you? Yeah. Why so didn't you stand you for the man? Doesn't deserve it. Do you don't think that that the position of a judge who why don't you uh, ask everybody else who doesn't stand reacts tomorrow, positively? Mark? Well, because they're not sitting here and they're not doing the syndicating. Ask a, them tomorrow. They're not syndicating a national ask show. Ask them tomorrow. Why don't you interview each and every one of them and ask them why they don't stand for the judge? See uh, what know, they have to say. I, I, I'll, he I'll, works for a system that's inherently violent. There you go. So See? I don't stand for gangsters. N- nobody can please you. Sure they can. Just stop using force on people. Can't stop threatening you. others. Can't be done. Oh, so you're saying people can't stop threatening others? Is that what you're saying? You won't give an inch. Why guy, should I? The guy's given a mile. You won't give an inch. He needs to give another 500,000 miles, yep. as far as I'm concerned. Yep. 
because I'm not using force on my neighbors, but he is. Critical difference. Under unimpressed, sir. Whatever, dude. 800-259-9231 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You grovel at the feet of the state as much as you want, I'm not groveling for crap. I'm rewarding a man who's doing the right thing. You he's are being a stiff He's done the right thing jerk. once or twice. Every other time he's in that courtroom, he's done the wrong thing. Yeah, Samuel Adams died a pauper, my friend. John Adams was the second president of the United States. The fact is, if you're willing to make compromises with people, you'll go places. If you're not, history will forget you. 1-800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. So anyway, there was somebody who was complaining about uh, you know, the, the fact that we talk about civil disobedience on this program and that, oh, I blow off all the political people that call in. But I mean, the last political call we had was Tom in New Hampshire talking about some obscure you know, run for the Republican guard or what was it that he was talking about it was like you have to run well, for the executive council and there's seats available and god it's just so boring. damn boring more on the way this is free talk live This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Dial the toll-free number to 800-259-9231. That's 1-800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. And they do include the updates. You get signed up. We keep you in the loop when there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Go to updates.freetalklive.com. Get on the list for free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. And according to the Computer Privacy Handbook, normal Internet technology is the most comprehensive surveillance system ever invented. Put a stop to email snooping with an easy-to-use email alternative, privacyharbor.com, because normal email is just not secure. PrivacyHarbor.com. You know, I, I was talking to them today, and anybody can go there and get a free email account, and uh, you know, get, get and send private emails. Wow, that's um, cool. And the the fact is, you know, many of these uh, e- search engines out there, you know, that that make their money on advertising, they look for words inside your email. I mean, you know, there's there's relevant stuff advertised right on your page. That doesn't happen at Privacy um, Harbor. You know, everything that you write in there is completely private. So uh, one of our amplifiers today took his ball and went home. He quit his uh, BBS account, uh, deleted his BBS account today over this controversy uh, about politics versus non-cooperation and, and civil disobedience. And his complaint, one of his complaints was, that we're, I'm, I'm on the air too much promoting civil disobedience, I guess, and politics doesn't get enough time to uh, you know, turn him on. He's, he's turned some people onto the show, and as a result of, uh, of that, it's turned them off or, or something like that. And so I said, well, you know, you could always start your own radio show and talk about how great politics is. I mean... I'm not the only one. Out. I'm sure we're not going to be the first and last pro-liberty radio show. That much I'm sure of. In fact, I imagine there are going to be several more. Uh, Nick, you are doing Free Minds Radio. People can go to freemindsradio.com. They can listen. You just started on The Real Radio this past weekend, and I heard the first hour of the show, and I thought uh, you guys did a pretty good job considering that it, it was probably some adrenaline rushing through your veins. The first time is def- on your own is definitely uh, different than sitting here in the 
third chair and just well, kind you're, of... Yeah, you're in, you're, it's, it's different. It's a different world. You guys got a few phone calls, as I understand it, in the second hour. And so people can go. They can listen to the podcast of that free over at freemindsradio.com. So I actually suggested later on in the uh, this thread on our BBS, hey, you know, if... If you don't feel like Free Talk Live is the right fit for you, even though we are an open phones show, and even though most of the nights on the air, I didn't make this point, but most of the nights on the air, the third co-host is of the political semi-friendly toward, I mean, if not pretty friendly toward the political uh, realm. I would say that typically I'm more of an inside-the-system political activist. I'd say say Wayne's that way, too. Yeah. Gardner would be the only person who's not necessarily – I mean, he ideologically is more pure as far as, like, being a, uh, an anarcho-capitalist. He knows more about politics than you and I do. Right. I mean, Gardner, I think, would get involved if he were invited to be involved in some sort of political action. And, you know, even I, have been, known to hold, even I have been known to hold a sign or two from time to time, even still. Uh, I, I made good, for instance, on a uh, – one of the people helped out Julia with her campaign, uh, Dawn Lincoln, here in the Keene area. She helped out by holding some signs for Julia when she ran last year. And so Dawn, I got in touch with Dawn. She was running for state rep in the primary, and I went out and I held a sign for her. So it's not like I'm completely out. If I feel like I can be of assistance without burdening my time too much, I will uh, will help out. But it goes back to what you were talking about before, Mark, and that is that the the politics, for the most part, just isn't interesting. Uh, It's not sexy. Talking about all the details of libertarian or liberty-oriented campaigns is just – that kind of radio makes me want to put a gun in my mouth. And and it's irrelevant – to um, most people, right. yes. The libertarian politics, is, it, you know, unless it's on a national level, and it's not anywhere, honestly, except in New Hampshire, is irrelevant. And then, you know, we can't talk about New Hampshire politics too much. Um, I, I do say and have said and, and will continue to say currently we just had uh, what is, it was 153 uh, people endorsed by the New Hampshire Liberty now Alliance that's relevant. make it through the New Hampshire uh, the, through the primaries and it could be as high as you know 100 would make it through the uh, the general that's a relevant point because you're not focusing on on the minutia of the 150 right. different I races well, you know i can't take about uh, you know talk about uh, jason Bedrick or something was mentioned on the show by uh, a caller um, a, a few days ago. Y- you know, it's one thing to mention the guy's name. It's something into- else. Let's entitled. get down to the issues. What yeah. does Bedrick believe on this and this right. and this Right. Let's, let's talk to, you know, you can't talk about it. You know, where? We, hooks it? Who? Huh? Yeah. Is it from Bo? Where? But the fact that there's 150 <laughs> liberty-oriented. No, it's Berlin. But the fact that there's Lebanon? 150 no, Lebanon. liberty-oriented <laughs> people that have been, uh, had gotten through the primary, that's an interesting fact. That's something that's worth talking about. And when somebody like Dennis from the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance calls in to relay that sort of information, that sort of general info about the political movement here in New Hampshire, the successes that they're having, the challenges they're facing, that's interesting news for people that are outside possibly looking at the activism going on here. And ultimately the result of those elections hopefully is that bad laws get repealed and laws that guarantee freedom get passed which are basically right. repealing other laws. And that will be newsworthy. I mean, I'm sure you guys are going to report on it if there's a marijuana decrim bill that actually passes and becomes law here. Even if it's not here, if it's Massachusetts, they're voting on it down in Massachusetts. We'll talk about that. Massachusetts voting on uh, the income tax issue. We'll talk. We have talked about that, and we will talk about that. So to suggest that this show just focuses on civil disobedience is just selective listening. It's just somebody who's hearing the parts of the show that he or she disagrees with the most and is saying, to themselves, oh, that's all they ever talk about on this show. Well, they Nonsense. should call in. 
That's what, that's an, also what I suggested. It's open, open phones. Line. Yeah, it's, they're open phones. I mean, most of the time, no one's waiting <laughs> to right. get across. Right, right now, think the no one is on the telephone. Right. If, if Nationally I, syndicated, 40 stations. If you call Don't in, complain about what you know. There is somebody. We're going to get to him. But oh. uh, <laughs> if, if you call in, I wanted to finish this line of thinking. If you call in and you want to propose some political idea about, well, we need to get the third parties into the debates. Okay, we've, I've... Look, I was on your side. I joined the open debates back in 2004. I thought this was really important in 2000, 2004. But now I understand that the national level politics is a flipping waste of time. And you are kidding yourself if you think you can get Ralph Nader or or Bob Barr or somebody like that into the debates. It's it's never happened. They arrested Michael Badnarik back in 2004. So if... If you come up, come to the table with something like that, you expect me to just, what, fall all over myself and uh, talk about how great of an idea it is? Look, I'm going to tell you what I think. National politics is just dead. Right. I'm going to tell you what I think, and that's what I think about national politics. And how many times have I said, Mark, I, I feel like I've repeated myself so much, how many times have I made it clear that, yes, I do think that there's something different about politics in New Hampshire. I think it is possible to have some sort of change affected through the political realm here. Does that mean I'm going to get all jazzed up and go to the state house and testify? Hell no. You should I be, still think it's you should boring do what as hell. You should do what you're interested in. And I think that yeah. uh, you know that people that are, want to get involved, want to do political things, should be supported to some extent. I, I do think that if they're talking about national stuff, I can I can see the. I can see the point. You know, I just don't think there's much to be done. If we the people couldn't do it, I just don't feel like anybody can. It's open phones. We go to them. Tom in New Jersey on the amp line. Hi. Good evening, guys. It's on your mind, Tom. Yeah. For two things, a few things. Uh, number one, uh, I'm on the road today and look at the ADK. It sounds like you're on the road. In fact, you're on a cell phone. We're going to bring you back. Hang on. Hopefully you can survive the break. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything, and this is your show. Even if we disagree, we'll still talk to you. It's Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You bring up anything, just dial toll-free to 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they are free, so enjoy those on us and they include the live stream. We've got a broadband version, dial-up version, and webcam version of the show. Head over to listen.freetalklive.com. Experience it all for free. That's listen.freetalklive.com. Spring and summer internships in broadcast and print journalism. The Institute for Humane Studies is looking for good communicators from all majors to place at daily papers and major media outlets for the spring or summer. All positions are paid and include career workshops, opportunities to network, the deadline to apply for an early summer decision is November uh, first. Visit libertarianinternships.com for more information. This is a housing uh, it gives you housing and travel allowance, stipend, tuition and travel assistance, uh, free books, mentoring. It, this is really the way to go. They're giving you money. Libertarianinternships.com. 
<laughs> it's like you said. Well, this is this is what all the rest of the uh, political organizations, yeah. you know, the, the Democrats and Republicans, they get this they stuff. They do this stuff. Huh? And this is because of Charles Koch and his foundation has given money to make this stuff happen. And if uh, young libertarians, people, you know, people that are interested in this stuff, they don't get involved, then whose fault is it? Hey, finally, it's about time Free Talk Live got a little piece of uh, that Coke money that's out there. Libertarian. He's got a lot of damn money to spread around. LibertarianInternships.com. Well, you know, he gives the money to the people that are doing stuff that don't make money, you know? All right, 800-259-9231. Hey, it took us a long time to make money at the show. And that's what those people right that are going that. to those internships better understand, that uh, your pay level is not going to be that much higher once you actually get a job in the... Newspapers. Uh, <laughs> uh, print, uh, print media is better. What really? And, and broadcast these going days, television. You're, they're you're, chopping. The, 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 I mean, they're cutting there's jobs. There's just no radios and r- r- jobs in radio. I'm afraid. Uh, you know, I don't know if there's jobs in print, man. They're getting they're getting the axe. Well, I don't know. I was in print a couple of years ago, and it was a yeah, magazine. Yeah, you were you were like a like a high upper echelon kind of huh, huh, tarty hardy tarty magazine. And then there's always going to be advertisers there. All right, we continue here. Uh, we go back to Tom listening in New Jersey. You're on the amp line, and you had some trouble with your cell, but you're back. So go ahead with your points, Tom. Yes, hopefully you can hear me. Yes, sir. I, uh, I just wanted to uh, thank you guys for the uh, 80K broadband stream first. I'm on a long drive today and uh, listening to it on my iPhone. It's coming oh, through great. Excellent. Yeah, so thank you. Uh, with regard to civil disobedience, uh, I cannot possibly get enough of the civil disobedience stories. I just wanted to call in as, as a huge fan of, of that form of uh, political change. I, too, was once uh, an in-the-system man uh, as founder of the Young Republicans Club at my <laughs> high school and and uh, a National Review subscriber. And, mm-hmm. you know, and it finally uh, dawned on me, thanks to uh, uh, luminaries like Murray Rothbard and others that, that I, I managed to find and, and read that, um, you know, that is interesting. And I do, I do support the people that, that want to go that way. But it just seems like every major political change in history, uh, almost without exception, has has uh, been accomplished through some form of civil disobedience. So, uh, you know, I, I strongly advocate it, and it's fun to listen to, too. I mean, look at Jimmy Justice, how many views he gets on, on YouTube just by challenging bureaucrats. Yeah, I don't even know if that's too civilly disobedient. I suppose maybe continuing to film a bureaucrat after they've requested you not, I suppose that's it's, somewhat disobedient. But well, yes. it, it, and it's, it, it fits into the same realm. And the thing is that civil disobedience, uh, from our point of view that's here... That's non-cooperation, for non, sure. Well, non-cooperation, any of that stuff. I, I don't you know, even know what these definitions are. I use them interchangeably. Uh, you know, it is... It's newsworthy no matter where it is. If it was in Bangladesh and somebody was standing up, maybe in Bangladesh would it have to be a little bit bigger than uh, right. you know somebody throwing snowballs at the IRS building or um, you know challenging a uh, a speeding ticket in the same way. But it, it, if civil disobedience is newsworthy no matter where it is, however, politics is not. Look, I, if the libertarian in your town is running for school board, fabulous. But I, I just, you know, why, what, what are we going to talk about? <laughs> right. Well, that's why I think that's a great point, Mark. And it goes we could back. talk about how being a libertarian and on a school board is difficult. Difficult. Or, yeah, uh, sure. You know, like how do, how do you be the a libertarian? How do you be a libertarian on a school board? What do you vote for? What do you not vote for? Considering the whole yeah. uh, public school system itself is, well, 
sort of antithetical to freedom. Right, yeah. So having Carrie Ellison on earlier this week, the proprietor of the Black Hawk Saloon, a bar in Charleston, West Virginia, a bar owner who has decided to say go to hell, basically, to the uh, the health board and not pay the cigarette uh, smoking ban fines that he's been given. That's news. That's amazing. That's fantastic. Because it's not happening anywhere. It, and it's something that I that's something that I value and I want to I want to encourage. I don't have to encourage people to go out and do politics. There's plenty of people doing that stuff. Well, honestly, well, a lot it of... also attacks the the fundamental you know the greatest weapon that that the, the bureaucrats have is the air of legitimacy, yep. and it really strikes the root of that. And and along those lines, I have a suggestion, if I may be so bold, to the uh, New Hampshire audience for uh, another form of civil, civil disobedience. Mainly because I'm saying this, suggesting it primarily because I'd love to see it on the Ridley Report and see some video of this. But mm-hmm. uh, the next time you all go to a rally. Uh, or go to, go to a courtroom to rally around uh, someone uh, non-cooperating. Wear some nice, long-flowing black robes. Yeah. I, I really want to see. It's the, actually really been tried. Say, hey, you! You can't wear my costume. We've actually done it. Uh, it happened <laughs> earlier this year, and I don't know. I think it's Nick. I think Nick Ryder at Ryder Report. You can actually go to freekeen.com and click the Ryder Report link. You might be able to find the video there of uh, myself and another activist here, Menno, attempting to do that. Unfortunately, Menno and I were not willing to get arrested at that point, so we didn't push it like Dave Ridley recently pushed the camera pan ban uh, civil disobedience that we talked about. So it's really just us getting turned away at the at the door. It's not really much they, they, to watch. So they turned you away because you were wearing uh, the costumes. Robe. Right. They said if we wow. wear the costume every day for our job, we could come in with that on, but uh, otherwise, no. But I don't wear any of my clothes every day. I didn't feel like I mean, arguing I with the guy. I wear different color clothes and one of the, one of different the things, types of clothes. One of the things there, Mark, was the uh, the guy that runs the door in the court, I actually have really good rapport with because he's been nothing nothing but a nice guy mm-hmm. to me. And, you know, I don't want to... I don't want to piss that particular bureaucrat off. I, I like the guy. So, you know, I have some respect for him. Anyway, there you go, Tom. Any other thoughts? That's it. Well, Thanks. if you need a backup story, uh, you can, uh, from here on forward, my amp contribution is uh, compensation for you wearing a black robe. So you are. it is now your job if you choose it. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. I appreciate the call. You bet. Good luck with your drive. Bye-bye. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. We continue. Sergeant Pitstop is on the line in Georgia. Our free talk live, Sergeant Hello. Pitstop. Hello. I have a public service announcement. Do tell. A few days ago, you and Mark made false claims on the radio. No doubt. Blue Balls is real. This is what I've heard. There's a thread about it, actually, over the Free Talk Live bulletin board system. People are saying, Mark, you're wrong about this. The blue ball phenomenon, uh, the much-rumored... Much talked about blue ball phenomenon, absolutely real, say some of the BBS posters. What have you, what have you to say to that, caller? I'm saying Sergeant. that if someone comes home early and you got to pull out, you're going to have blue balls. Interesting observations. I thank you for the call. 800-259-9231. This, this scenario he's talking about has happened to me, and it hasn't happened to me. So when he uh-huh. says you and the second, uh, you know, indicating the second person, me, not necessarily true. Yeah, I think that it happened. Perhaps uh, you know you you can't say nothing. I, you know, I missed the original <laughs> conversation. Does it exist? Is it a lie propagated by guys in order to, guys. Yeah, to 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 uh, advance the the situation, or is it uh, is it in fact true? Have you heard it's, of the phenomena? Yes, it's happened. I mean, it. I would say it happened to me. Okay. 
Do we need to elaborate on that? (laughs) You would have to be careful. Is there actually any discoloration involved, or is it just more? Well, that's my question here. Is is no? I don't don't think that anyone alleged uh, discoloration. Oh well, Well, then yes. My answer is yes. It is real. Okay. Yes. Why didn't you um, take care of the problem yourself? Uh, you know, shortly after whatever the the issue was. I mean, you, you, you know what I mean. You just sometimes it's just not an opportune moment. Circumstances. Yeah. You got to go to work or something like that. For instance, that might be a possibility. There you go. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You really can talk about anything here, though. That particular topic we can only go so deep into because of FCC regs and all that. We don't want our uh, radio station affiliates to have problems. Oh, they want they want us to talk about it as close as we can, though. That's probably true. Uh, and we could have been talking about all kinds of things, right? We didn't actually get too explicit there. We could have been no, blue it bouncing it was fine. play balls that your son plays with. It works. Uh, the playpen. Uh, more on the way. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. Just enough time for your call. If you make it now to 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. Join us online, freetalklive.com. All the features are free. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Whatever it is you need, you can buy it there. Over 41 categories. Free Super Saver shipping on a whole lot of items. And even used products. Whatever you buy, whatever you load in your cart and check out, if you enter through amazon.freetalklive.com, you will help Free Talk Live. A percentage of the sale and actually a pretty decent percentage is going to go to Free Talk Live. So head over to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. And uh, while you're surfing around, go and visit our friends Nick and Toby from Free Minds TV, Free Minds Radio. Great pro-liberty content. It's a it's a multimedia show. You guys are all over the place. You guys are on uh, various different uh, cable access. Anywhere people listen to them. Cable access television channels. That's kind of where you guys got your start. You then expanded into the realm of podcasting. From there, you've expanded into the realm of being on real broadcast uh, radio, which... It's been a quite a wild ride in what two years of of being around. And it's been two years, and yeah, yeah. It's, it's been it's been a very fun and interesting ride at the same time. So and it continues on, and people can help support your show and get access to perks, sort of like we've got an amplifier program. You guys have something similar. What do you call your supporters? Uh, we call it uh, members. members. Member section that works. So you can go to freemindstv.com, watch the show free, listen to the podcast. Tune in live to the radio. Uh, you guys are doing it now Sundays from 3 to 5 o'clock. You can li- if you're listening to the Free Talk live streams, you'll hear Free Minds Radio from 3 to 5 o'clock live on Sundays. Right. So tune in then. Does that mean we're syndicating them? That means we are in- internet affiliating them, perhaps? Okay. All right. So uh, freemindstv.com. We go to yet another man who's creating some great pro-liberty media. He is Sam from Texas. Uh, the Obscured Truth Network is his media that he's been working on. And Sam, you're, uh, I guess, busily preparing to possibly move out of Texas here within the next couple months or so and come here to our very own lovely Keene, New Hampshire. Absolutely. And it's hearing stories like uh, what happened in court or uh, this week that is just really getting me excited and wanting me to move up there as soon as I can. It's really amazing what has been happening, and I think that uh, it seems like things are kind of picking up steam a little bit, too, which is great. I think so, and I'm, I'm just amazed at the, the crowds that are showing up to court. Now, And that's what I'm actually calling about. Mark seems to get a little testy on this subject. And a couple segments back, Mark, you were kind of suggesting that um, since this judge was fair in, in Nick Ryder's case, 
and returned a not guilty plea. And not just that, that case. Before you go on and say, not just that case, but he also uh, was fair in dealing with Dave Ridley in the uh, pan ban situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's uh, allowed multiple recording devices in the court now. Right. He, he allowed, instead of just one camera, he's allowing many cameras in. I, I, I feel like this guy's uh, doing the right thing and, and uh, going above and beyond. And then you suggested that Ian should because of that stand for him tomorrow. I think that, yeah, I think that it would be a good uh, gesture. I want you to imagine, picture this, if you will, for a moment, Sam, um, this this guy who's been, you know, sort of anti-liberty, uh, and Still suddenly is. he makes some good decisions. Every liberty lover that comes into the courtroom, all these people that have sat, been, you know, disrespectful in his opinion uh, to him and his position, suddenly well, stand. Well, good decisions are a value judgment, but go ahead. Uh, well, you know, what the, the, the good decisions that the Liberty Lovers would say these are good decisions. Ian said it was a good decision. Um, and uh, suddenly they all stand the, de- the, time af- the time they come in after he's made these decisions. Do you think that would have an effect on the guy? I think it would. Um, but then you gave an example that Sam Adams was really a man of principle and died broke. And uh, who was the other one? It was Adams? Uh, it was uh, uh, John Adams, his uh, his cousin. It was a poor example, and I'm glad you gave me the uh, the chance to go back. Paul Revere died broke. Sam Adams was the uh, governor of Massachusetts, and uh, you know at some point he didn't die in obscurity, but certain rel- certainly relative obscurity compared to his uh, much more famous, uh, his much wait more a minute, compromising he's on cousin. a beer. There's a whole bunch of beers that bear his name. That's pretty Just darn famous because he happens to be a patriot <laughs> and a brewer. Okay, <laughs> you know he was a bar owner before he uh, got involved in politics. Go ahead, Sam. So when Gandhi uh, stood in front of the British and told them that they were going to leave because the Indians were not going to continue cooperating with the uh, British Empire, was he bending his principles there? It doesn't seem like it. Do you think that Gandhi afforded a certain amount of respect to uh, some British politicians that were perhaps, uh, you know, supportive of his, his ventures? Perhaps. I don't think most of them knew who he was. And do you think they would know who he was if he hadn't have taken this principled stand to begin with? I think that I think that his principled stand is uh, was great. And it was the reason that he is considered a great man today. However, he died poor. What's that? Even though he died poor, he died poor from choice. I mean, he could have been the richest guy in, in India if he wanted to be. Yeah. Same with Jesus. I guess. I mean, you know, and then, I mean, if he lived, we could look at, at Schindler, though. He, that's somebody who bent his principles, Himmler? you know, by, by being a part Schindler. of the German war machine, but helping the uh, the Jews at the same time uh-huh. and saving their lives. Of course, he didn't really go into it starting out, you know, as a way to help the Jews. He really went there to make money off of the backs of these people and use them as uh, slave labor, as a war profiteer. And it it wasn't until, you know, he got there and saw what was happening and saw the personal stories that he was willing to give up all his possessions, and he actually did die poor. Did he? I'd like to interject yeah, something was... here to this conversation. So you're saying we should die poor? I, I don't no, understand I'm what direction you're going that, I, I don't see that... Where are you um, wrapping it in? That's not really a, a measure of success. I, I mean, that's kind of the... Rec- the uh, suggestion that I got from your quote or your comparison to Sam Adams to Quincy Adams or whoever it was. Uh, John Adams. Uh, John Quincy Adams' uh, father? No, I have a suggestion, Mark, and I made it during the break. I want to make it on the air at this point. 
If you want to show that you respect what the judge did, I think what makes more sense than some symbolic thing that just is business as usual for him, most people stand all day, every day in his courtroom, I think instead of doing something symbolic, which really doesn't mean anything, it doesn't communicate anything effectively, you'd be better off taking a little bit of time, writing a nice letter to the judge and saying, hey, I took notice of what you had done with the Nick Ryder case and the, you know, this other case, and I thought you made the right decision, and I wanted to thank you for it. Please keep up the good work in I this think area. Right. Thank and you. I think, that, I think you're absolutely right. That, um, the, the letter would be the best way to communicate. I don't know exactly how to do that. I'm going to ask the bureaucrats at the uh, courthouse how I would leave a note for the judge. Yeah. However, I believe that it's important. You know, Your symbology is important in both directions. Do you think that the symbology of throwing snowballs at the uh, IRS building was of, of no consequence, whatever? Of course you do. Uh, I think that's just good fun. That's fun. Yeah, it's yeah. fun. Well, it's good, it's good PR or whatever. And the same way, I think your symbology should count. So I'm going to stand for that judge tomorrow. That's good. Okay. Well, I would choose still not to stand, but when me you too. find out his uh, contact information, would you send it to me too? Okay. Yeah, that's a great idea. In fact, uh, even if the court won't give it to you, you can just <laughs> you could probably look send his name up the in the court phone with his book. name on it would work. Well, sometimes the court. I'm thinking I could say, write something and put it in an envelope and leave it for him. Sometimes, well, I called the superior court actually, and I had asked about that because uh, Russell Canning, one of the other activists, was on trial at one point in the superior court, and so called. And uh, I asked, well, how do I get a note to the judge? And they said you can't do that. They said you can put something in the file for the case. But you can't actually get a note to the judge. They don't deliver mail to the judge. So you can ask about that. It may be that they'll do it differently at the so-called district court because the rules are arbitrary and different everywhere. Uh, But you may have to actually just write the guy at home. In which case, it's not hard to do. We live in a very small place. Uh, looking in the phone book usually reveals I don't even know the guy's name, honestly. name and address. You'll give it to me off the air if you yeah, like. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, more to come tomorrow. Uh, Sam, I mean, what an amazing result we had today with Nick Ryder, who went in and essentially essentially admitted. You saw the footage, right, of Nick's trial? I saw it, yes. He, and you can see I, it over at freekeen.com. I posted it just this afternoon, so if you haven't seen it yet, you can go watch the actual entire and the entirety of the trial footage. But he basically admitted that he was speeding in the, I, during the trial. I could see it, and I could not believe it. I was watching that thinking, oh, he is so done for. With all of the things yeah. that he admitted to and the, the things that he said and some of the questions, I just could not believe that this is... The result, it's amazing. Well, the reason why you couldn't believe it, Sam, is because you're down there and he's up here. And when you go into court, you're the one-man band. I mean, there's nobody there. There's nobody there backing you up. The, the judge isn't having people uh, sit, stay seated when he walks into the room. Uh, he hasn't had just this cavalcade of various different cases of people saying, I'm not paying, I'm not paying, I'm not paying. And so there's something to be said for having ten activists sitting behind you backing you up. I don't know what it is, but the judge is, you know, this judge is certainly taking note, and he's definitely ruling in a different way. So it'll be very interesting to see what he decides to do, uh, presuming I, it's him, tomorrow I think morning. that's... That's why he's taking note, because of all of the resistance that he's running into. Had that not happened, he'd still be making the same bad decisions that he always has. Understood. I, I hope, I, I hope I that I haven't made it seem like that's right. what I think. That's, that it's that suddenly had some kind of moral turnaround or anything like that. Right. The moment I, our I, I'm of the opinion, gone. though, when a person, um, when any living being, when, when a dog does the right thing, you don't beat it. You don't scold it. You don't kick it. You... you Praise it. And that's all I'm suggesting here. And I'm suggesting that a person that beats, kicks, or scolds his dog when it does something good is a jerk. Fair enough. Okay. Okay. Thanks, Sam, for the call. Appreciate it. You're the one being a jerk. I'm not a jerk.
Let's take a poll. Well, gets two. Put on the BBS. We got a polling feature yeah, there. Go to bbs.freetalklive.com. Who is being the jerk tonight? Jerk. All right. More on the way tomorrow night. See you then. Online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.